Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
say they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Rad. All right, we have another special high-octane presentation for you this evening on the dawn of the 4-4 blood moon, all right? Depending on where you're at, family, I guess this is being broadcast globally, so some people are going to be in close proximity um, in the evening hours, and some of you, I guess, are going to, uh, you know, going to see this thing coming in the morning time, you know what I'm saying, if you're on the East Coast. Nonetheless, prepare yourself. All right, tonight's show will put you in preparation, okay? If the family is just tuning in for the first time and they didn't hear Tuesday evening show, uh, I will actually be doing a webinar tomorrow from the hours of 4 p.m. Eastern Standard until 8 p.m., okay? You can register for it over at lawof44.com. Okay, register for it um, upon the purchase of your ticket tomorrow about an hour, hour and a half before the broadcast. We're going to be emailing the information, you know what I'm saying, the uh, calling number with the code and what have you. All right, and it's going to be a visual presentation. The family is going to be able to definitely see me go through some profound profound information and um you know as a as a as a caveat by way of the universe tomorrow's eclipse will be four minutes and 43 they're saying some places are saying 44 seconds long four minutes and 44 seconds it will also be concluding at the 44th minute of the hour so New York City is going to be concluding at 9.44 a.m. Now, how fly is that? Hmm? Think about that for a second. You know, let it resonate. You feel me? You know, so, you know, people are too boring when it comes to narratives. I don't know what it takes to move them these days. So we're going to actually get into some of that discussion with our host, you know, with our guest, should I say, this evening. Brother A.A. A. Rashid, alongside K.T. the Arts Degree. 
right? And shout out to Katie, the Arshagree, and Mama Pill, and the minister that was on Tuesday's program, all right? Uh, definitely want to check that out in the archive. If you have missed it, if you didn't hear that yet, sit in the archive, go and check it out, download that, share it, do whatever needs to be done, okay? Me and this man right here, Brother Red Pill. Peace to the we God. On... Peace to the family. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Good, yes, happy indeed. Good Friday to everybody on that good, good. Yeah. Welcome to Nova Less Radio. Yeah. You are now yeah. rocking with the best. Yeah, yeah. This is your co-host, Brother Red Pill, reporting live and direct. What's really good, really hood, what it do. All the great things. Were you talking about that show yeah. last night? I just got on and I wasn't sure if you were referring to that. I was I was referenced I was just about to reference and then when I opened your line I said me and this oh, man right okay. here, Brother Red, yeah, that you went on the diatribe, but um nonetheless, yeah. Me and Brother Red were on the Allah team radio last night. Shout out to the okay. Allah team. Dave. Salam alaikum, Islam. Shout out to the Allah team. Shout out to the nation of Islam. Shout out to the nation of God's and earth. The Wazi Muhammad, Wakil Allah, Derelict Sonica, all of the family, everybody that joined us on the show last night, everyone that heard the show. In the archives, um, we're going to actually yes. broadcast that on Tuesday for the family. And I'm talking about, make sure I never make it over there. We can't assume that everybody will do that. So we're going to rebroadcast the show. And um, more than likely, we have the brothers live yeah. and direct, uh, Wakil and Wesley Muhammad, live for the Q&A. So we broadcast the show. We'll open up the lines let the studio, let the family chime in because yeah. the conversation that we will be having tonight it's a continuum from the conversation that we did have last night. It's a continuum of the conversation that we've, you know, been having with uh, my brother D. Miller L., the, the trillionaire, keep it thrilled. Shout out to that brother. I saw um, I was in the yeah, archives yeah. the other day, and I saw the numbers that those shows are doing. You know, it seems that that has caught on. Yeah, they trending. So, um, you know, I'm just... You know what I'm saying? I mean, today's a good day. Like, today's a great day. It's really a good Friday. You know, happy to be here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That good Friday's in the building at 4-4. It's coming in tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And he's getting that good Easter on Sunday, you know. And like I said, yeah, I mentioned to the family, I got this webinar popping off tomorrow at 4 p.m. You know, you need to tune in if you really want to overstand the energy of this weekend, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people attribute the energy to Easter and what have you, but this is 44 energy, you understand? That's why it's going to last for four minutes and 44 seconds, and it's going to conclude on the 44th minute of the hour, okay, because this is the great divine speaking through signs. And like I said, we're here talking about the rhetoric of your story. Have you ever heard any better rhetoric than that? Not at all. No, not at all. As I'm doing more studying on the tetrad and, um, you know, rhetoric, reason, metaphors, you know, ancient and modern wars, 
of uh, rhetoric, things of that nature. It's just opening up my eyes. Um, shout out to Brother Buddha Clinton, certified legend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, certified. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm understanding. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm teaching myself. And I'm, I'm, my whole world is expanding, you know what I'm saying, based off of that, uh, that research that I'm doing. You know, so... It just shows me that yeah, those signs, just... that 440 keep tapping into, the power of it, the importance of it. You understand what I'm saying? The fact that you are talking about the box. You're talking about uh, reality as we know it, relativity, the theorem of everything. So The theorem of everything. And the fact that you are going to open up portals the same way that you did when you went to Boston and preliminary did. That's how not. You know, uh, oh, no doubt. I might say that, you know, you might even help the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? I was watching the video we did last night, and I remember when we got into that segment, you know, we pretty much left it on the table. Hey, you know? I, yeah, I left it on the table, but there's so much that I've learned, you know, since that particular lecture that I understand that, yeah, you know, we, 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 we kind of did push the needle. It's their, it was their 44th year in the um, NF, NFC East conference, you know, and there's a lot of other 44s that were swirling in their favor. We're going to get into that in tomorrow's presentation. We're going to qualify this thing once and for all. You know what I'm saying? There are no coincidences. You know what I'm saying? Um, any and everything that you could think of, you know, that's in the, the news cycle from the German wing airplane to the Iran deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Anything that's this this international, this trending that has the population's attention, huh? All my women in Lemon, 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 Lemon. Oh, you already know. Yeah, that Yemen thing is. Yeah, that Yemen thing is is is, is tied in. You know, so. We're gonna we're gonna get straight to it, you know what I'm saying? And I got a lot of material to work through. And I don't, I don't want to rush myself. I got four hours, and I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Still probably gonna be, you know, like damn, I still got more, y'all. And Red should know that, oh, nah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's endless. Family, I could never end my life. Endless, you know, because it's organic. It grows. I was reviewing footage from um, the Boston event. Evolution will be digitized and went in Rome, and just seeing how much information, you know, has fallen into my life ever since that presentation. I was in January, I believe, or February, late January. That was, that was January. The, yeah, yeah. The, the, the dearth of information that I've been exposed to ever since then, the 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 yeah, uh, the levels in which I've grown based on that. So. You know, there'll always be, we follow Moore's law as Moore's. We adhere to the Moore's law, which governs all of technology. But the highest form of technology, family, is language, you know, and it's the human body. So we adhere to Moore's, to Moore's, not come out. As still more, else still form, pre Morpheus. We're going to go to Moore's law. That means we upgrade things. It's a 2.3 point, 4.0. You know, and you should be doing that. And that's evolution. That's what I mean by evolution will be digitized. Because you have to evolve before you revolve. You don't have to. That's right. You can revolve and then 
as a result of your revolving, you'll be able to evolve. Um, but, you know, it's all up there. It's all due to the viewer from your vantage point, where you at. And I do, before I forget, I do want to tell the Atlanta family, the ATL, the KTL, and the ATL, or the KTL will be in the ATL tomorrow because Mama Pill, the KT, the arts degree, will be demonstrating at Soul Vegetarian right in the West End in their lecture hall, Legends, with our brother Minister Inky, and that will be at, uh, do you have the time on that? Well, KT is coming on the show tonight, so he's going to talk all about that family. He's going to be the address kind the topic and everything, but I really encourage my Atlantis family, North Carolina, if you're in the CAC, you can make it down there. If you're in North Carolina, you know, because you could also push it. ATL, Atlantis, tomorrow, chop it up. Get your health right. Get your information. Your health, wealth, and knowledge yourself. Inky is going to have uh, remedies. Mama Pill got remedies. KT, the arts degree, got remedies. This is remedy-friendly. All right. They ain't, they ain't yeah. up there remedy is remedy central. Remedy central. Yeah, remedy central. Yeah. Come get your solutions. You know, right. walk away with answers. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about. So you know, I I I aim to do the same thing. I want to give you answers. You know what I'm saying? I want to give you a new perspective. I want to uh, lend you vision. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm definitely going to show you how to utilize the rhetoric of story, you know, by I'm showing you the rhetoric of my story, sharing that with the family. This is personal, but I'm letting the family in, you know, and I have been uh, kind of skeptical of that in years prior. That's why I've been holding on. I mean, I'm also a student in my own classroom, so I've been taking notes like forever in a day, but now's the right time. Like I said, you know, Four, four, blood moon, the third in the tetrad. It's going to last for four minutes and 43 seconds. You know, some people say 44. Hey, you know, so it's the right time. It's, it's the shortest eclipse of the century. I think that um, I am definitely going to respond, you know, to the universe in, in, in due form and do my part, you know, and, and just shower the universe, shower the ionosphere with 44 energy. You know what I'm saying? And um, let me bring my brother Cosmo Crad in real quick just to get the, uh, you know, necessary um, lunations on the lunar report that's going to be taking place. You know, this is a special moon for us. Peace, Cosmo. Peace, Lord. Yes, indeed. Is there anything special that you want to say about this blood moon, anything that the family might need to look for in their uh, individual charts? Indeed, Lord. Um, I would like to say, first of all, you know, we hear that the, the blood moons are uh, different. Don't don't be of the mind that they're different in um, terms of uh, eclipse moons. All eclipse moons, uh, lunar eclipses are blood moons. Every last one of them, okay? And the fact that they're happening in in Aries and Libra is really a balancing act in nature because the path of the moon and its five-degree tilt from the ecliptic causes it so that most of the lunar eclipses that ever occur will occur in Aries and Libra. So then you need to understand that this transformation is a collective 
um, because it happens so frequently there, it has this collective indication and where it points to, to yourself individually is going to be composed of the arrangement that Libra and Aries fall on your particular birth chart on the day you were born at the hour, a minute of your birth, you know? So you might have had it Aries in the 10th place and Libra in the 4th as opposed to having it in the first house and your son not being there. You still have Aries and Libra in your chart. In that event, energy that I just gave you, if Aries is in the 10th, then that's reputation and career and lifestyle. And the fourth place would be the home and residence. So this place, that motif describes in life where uh, this eclipse, this transformation where the lights go go out and come on again, basically, the two lights, the sun and the moon, where they connect and cancel each other out and then realign. So you, it is time now for people to focus on, on, on that polarity in their life. And we see it governmentally with the police going to court. That woman shot that dude in his back in Harrisburg or close to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And now she's facing charges for murder. So you, uh, uh, you know, and you, you get to see it how a lot of people went through a lot of unrest while Saturn went through Libra. Uh, five years ago, that now they're bringing that uh, to resolution now as they've handled it irresponsibly, then it's reared its head again. But you see that theme being played, and this um, is how it's going to play out in your personal chart. Understand that they always diametrically oppose one another. If it's your first and seventh house, then it's how you express yourself in relationships. If it's in your second and um, eighth house, then it's how you uh, go about sharing resources and depending upon the resources of others, what you have to bring to the table and what you need for the other person to bring to the table in order to to be a sense of balance and harmony or realignment. If it's in the third night, that has to do with your your mentality and you're opening your mind to new ideas that will allow you to grow or facing the consequences of refusing such an urgent nature. You know, I just talked about what it was in the fourth and the tenth place. If it's in the fifth and the eleventh, then it is more you time to, to engage and invest yourself in something that is more productive than uh, what other people may feel or what other groups are expecting of you, you know, as opposed to, you know, that whole dichotomy comes into play. And the last one, where if it falls in your 6th and your 12th place, you dig, then you got some habits that need to be changed. And because it's Libra and Aries, we're talking about establishing harmony. You dig, asserting yourself, Aries, and doing so politely, which is Libra, okay? Or establishing and building and intellectualizing a foundation with which to establish the law, which is Libra, and then enforced by Aries, you know, or the government, period, and the military. So this is a part of your own human composition, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, residentially, socially, in every other way that you could possibly conceive. But I don't want to take it too deep. Too much further than that. That's keeping it shortly, Lord. Indeed. Indeed. Let me open up Brad's line. His line drop. Brad. Peace, Cosmo. Peace, Lord. Peace, Lord. Yeah, you're going in. Yeah, man. Needed you that know, information. You know, I wanna, I want to give Paul and you some, some, some recognition, man. You know, 
and on 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 the resonance that you keep pushing that some people may not very well feel that it, it, it is is valid. You you validate it all the time. You know, yes. they just they just need to see and find their frequency as you have found your frequency. You do what I'm saying? And, and, yes, and how you show them that frequency is everywhere. So, uh, um, like, recently, you know, and this is like, y'all, let me tell y'all, man, be this double thing, man, you know, because if we look at, we use the lunar cycles to measure the, the transmigration of the soul, really, spiritually, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's all that you bring here instinctually before you ever get to have the physical experience. And the shot does show that, what you do and we're never taught to do, you know, when you look at the moon. So we use that grand cycle, and we use portions of, of, of ecliptic cycles or, or fractals of that, and we come up with that 400, I mean, that 600-year cycle for the Neros, N-A-I-O-S, you know. And uh, this is something for y'all to go in on because you understand how you can measure the ebb and flow of your, of your physical soul. You know, every 600 years, every 1,800 years, yeah. And I was saying that, you know, um, if you were twins in this life and the chart for 600 years in in, in teams of 600 from today, either way forward or back would represent opportunities for you to come back, then there has never been a time where you two didn't come back as twins anyway because the twins. twins. The twin soul light is the soul, is the one singular soul that chooses to operate on two different planes of physical frequency simultaneously, like one yes. like one pitcher of water taking two glasses. Exactly. And I was mm. told that as well from, you know, uh, yeah. from a, so, a master. So what be, so be tripping me out, though, see, people really don't realize that the whole family stream is a, is a, is a spirit from the same wave, you know, but... <laughs> Because we have the same, we are born of our parents' cycles. And, but anyway, uh, uh, so what we see hereditary is really hereditary and, and universal structure cooperating, man. You know? And, like, mm. and then people don't want to, you know, uh, take the time to really sift through the fabric because it's crazy. You got to study biology, genetics, astronomy, astrology, anatomy, and understand how all that works. You know, it takes forever. <laughs> That's the fun of it to but me. It's, it's, but, my my thing would be that ultimately the rewards of doing such disciplines and practices are limitless because it's man knowing thyself. The deeper that you oh, dig oh. in, the no, more, no, you know. Keep, keep, mm-hmm. the keep the talent that every human being brings here, okay, including your own, right? Uh, it was not taught to you. But that talent deals directly with the manipulation of worldly material, okay? So that is enough extent to me to give justification to the thought that, you know, when a child come here, he's been here before. You know, I, <laughs> I doubt very seriously they had pianos, in, you know, in the, on, on, on the etheric realm. I doubt very seriously that they have a basketball court. That when, So when people come here with those natural abilities, it's because they're several times coming here, each gives them a time to add on to the cachet of things they can do with them energies, man. That's where my right. head is at. But yeah. So if you if that if that if that force is prominent every time the universe takes a specific form, we see that specific form get you know, very closely relating to its own pattern every six hundred years and especially tightly every eighteen hundred years, then we can look 
in terms of greater cycles and see where it even gains more precision fractally, man, it's 180 degrees on the other side. So, you know, energy is infinite and forever manifesting, and, you know, and the, the same energy that manifested on the day of your birth is going to be very strongly resonant every 600 years. You know, that's a, a very powerful thought, you know, provokes all kinds of things, you know, and it all has to do with the lunar mm-hmm. cycle. You dig? It all has to do with the moon. And this narrow cycle is based upon the premise that eclipses repeat themselves in the same exact degree of the zodiac every 600 years. So, you know, and that's called the narrows. And that from that perspective also is used by the magi of the ancient Asiatic orders all across the globe, though, when I say Asiatic order, that's not in excluding the Americas because everywhere you find pyramids, this science was executed with, with the utmost expertise and mastery, all right? And they have shown and proven cycles critical of dealing with eclipses over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it is from that that we measure every 600 years coming the great teacher of a great reformer. And we can show that 600-year pattern, give or take 10 years, 20 years on either side of it, because we also know that that 600 years is, is from a sibylline uh, uh, year, which we have to take into consideration the hours and minutes that are attached to each year. So it's not exactly 600 years. 600 years, 19 days, and, uh, uh, and some change, actually. So the multiples of that exact fractal of time bring us every single time. We have uh, Siddhartha Gautama in India. Then we have 600 years later, um, uh, uh, Kham and his, his uh, uh, Lao Tzu. And 600 years later, we have motion in the Middle East with, with Apollonius of Tyana. We have 600 years later, the uh, Arabian prophet. We have 600 years later, another move. In, in um the Sudan, and 600 years later, we have Gandhi, and then 600 years later, you see, we, we can continue and never fail to find a reformer that, that, that caused a shake in history. Now, that's to personalize that and show how it's relevant to you, because your soul is manifesting that 600 years, just like theirs, really. Really, we give credence and credit and, and honor and weight to the histories of these men and let other people's lives slip through the through the sands of the uh, uh, you know through the through the hourglass and forget about them. But their spirit is just as important in its manifest expression as any other human being that comes, however great or small you think your contribution is. You dig, and we can show and prove that mathematically on that six hundred year scale. And break that 600-year scale down to, you know, human living function because it, it, we can break it down by 10 and then get the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction cycle, which happens every 20 years, okay? So, you know, and evenly break them down. And when we put that into another fabric, man, you know, just to just to show y'all, you know, all the, all the meaning for um, disunity amongst us, the people who, you know, call themselves from the nation of Islam and the modern science temple of America and the, um, the, uh, um, Marcus Garvey movement, I forget what, um, unique with the, with 
You and I. You and I, right. And you and I, where brothers prefer one teacher over the other, all three of those brothers was born in the same triplicity, Jupiter, Saturn, Jupiter, great Saturn teacher. You dig? Great ancestor. Huh? That's that trifecta. That's right. That triad. Listen, and I can show you the three great inventors, the black men, the three great teachers, all the way up to Malcolm, the father, and Martin, or whatever third mm-hmm. man, Stokely, called Michael, because of these things here, man, and just how they emerged. And we can, we can backtrack through history to show this mathematical pattern is governable. Now, some people get the illusion that the cycle itself is the spirit that is embodied in the multiple lives that take form as human beings and events here on earth. And some people are of the fact that it is just a pointer. I am of the second school that it's just a pointer, you know. It's a pointer to the times. And when you look at what goes on and what becomes popular, regardless of what your preference is, you compare what these time sectors bring to you uh, 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 in their symbolism. And then you see the reality of it all, and the cohesive plan starts to unfold before your eyes, and the sense of confusion is no. You see that each one of those brothers were born in the Taurus, in the Taurus, commerce. And each one of them brought a lesson of commerce, Jupiter sat in conjunction. When we look at Malcolm, the father, and and Martin, all three of them were born in, in a Capricorn. So they were dealing with the oppressor, the oppression issue their message came. So it's not by accident that they chose to bring these things. Segregation is, is a word that means separation, which is a Saturn Capricorn thing, which is Martin Stacy. So it still manifests astrologically, you know, and even down to the doctrines that these brothers bring. You can see the astrological pattern all based upon the moon cycle, which is the foundation of it all. It is the first planet in the Chaldean order, the first thing they step to that you receive in life is your mother. Even though, you know, you want to argue that you come out your father first, your first teacher is your mom, your first physical contact is your mom when you come out. You see, you got to be in her arms, and she is the most protecting, and that is the moon, and that is the first person they step to when they seek to rob you of your sovereignty. You see, and even in the Chaldean order, the moon leads the way, and every magical work that they use as a legal ceremony or a legal proceeding that is truly a magic ceremony to rob you of your own power. Thus, they get attorneys who are designed to transfer you. You assign them to transfer your power to the court. You know, it all just comes out of the magic of the moon, really. And to uh, I can go for years. (laughs) (laughs) I can go for years, Lord. You know, I don't want to. Wasn't Brother AAFC the KT coming on tonight? (laughs) <laughs> Not no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, but listen, listen, the significance of it being in Libra and Aries, I got off the track, was to put it in alignment because Libra is the balance, and it is the time at zero degrees Libra that we have the balance of night and day on this planet Earth. This is the reason why tropical Libra is used. You see, for those who say it's not real. It is the middle of the, the, the ecliptical cycle. The sun is at zero degrees there, and it is at zero degrees at, at um, Aries. But the moon, so she touches on right. zero Aries and zero Libra always. She 
does not always touch upon Capricorn in her eclipse cycle. And her eclipse cycles lean more towards Sagittarius and Gemini because the peak of her of her analemma, the peak of the shape of her true orbit around the earth, it doesn't allow her to be in Capricorn. And so people say you you know, you hear it sensationalized in the news, people do not be sensationalized by it as it's some unusual feature. The unusual feature would be if it didn't happen in Libra, these tetras didn't occur in Libra and Aries. Then something we'd be out of alignment. Because for the last billion years it has been so. So understand that that priority right. is an order setting. It is a time and a recalibration for the setting of order. And why order? Because Saturn is exalted in Libra. Even though it is not the ruler thereof, it is exalted. And Saturn is the planet of order. And Mars, which is the ex, I mean, the sun, which is the consciousness. And, and that which delegates the body to move and will, and, will and to, 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 to act according to what you desire, which whatever you will, is the sun energy. Thus, it is the king of the body, right? The consciousness is the king of the body. It delegates will to anger. It delegates will to the exertion of your physical body, right? So, it being in, in Aries, which is the, the, plan, the sign of execution of will. So, when you execute the will as opposed to just delegate the force, you're enforcing it. So, it, it is a, a, a time to recalibrate the elements within man. And in self, they represent, they are represented by the signs of Aries and Libra. Understand the rulers, uh, Mars, which is like pain, and Venus, which is pleasure. And Mars, which is aggression and assertion and impulse. And Venus, which is, you know, deciding matters and, you know, taking into consideration its effects. So thus out of that is born the nature of justice. And so is the sign of Libra representing of government and justice and courts and proceedings and conflicts that are settled in an air, Libra air sign, type of fashion or mental or intellectual fashion as opposed to the rash, fiery, aggressive act of war that Mars represents. And so we see this stuff, like I said earlier, with the police, but it's also within your own self, the expression of how you exert yourself, how you execute your will to Exert yourself whether you're right or wrong. You see, and these are the situations that you're going to be going through. And it can only come through interaction with others. Thus, the polarity of Aries, which is self, manifests in itself in Libra, which is interaction with others. If you were to just take yourself up on the mountain and live like Jeremiah Johnson or, you know, that great yogi, Swamapada, you know, and for a thousand years, then you'd be resolving these things within yourself, but still, and all, you don't get the interaction of other people's Mars energy and how to act softly with regard in that exchange. Because we're dealing with a dichotomy. You see? Right. And, and those people, yeah, and those people that have it in the 12th house, will their habits and things need to change and their sense of routine. Because habits and routine is in the op- in, in, in opposite place of the 12th place, which is. What you do that damages your own position. <laughs> what you would tend to do that always damages your own uh, 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 situation is the 12th house, self-undoing. So when you look at the sixth place, which is the place of habits, routine, everyday occurrences, repetitious activity, then you see that these are the people that need to change their diet. These people need to exercise more because they're going to start to get sick at this point or any sicknesses or diseases, which is the 12th house, that they have will begin to emerge after this. And and this is appointing directly to that by the places of Mars or Venus 
it gets real complicated. That I even couldn't put it in layman's terms unless you yes, had the yeah, unless you had the understanding of the fabric of the mathematical plan. But nonetheless, I bring well, you Lord, right. Yeah. yeah. I want you to leave the people, of course, with your information. You know what I'm saying? Just in case somebody wants to scream at you after the program and, you know what I'm saying, get their thing diagnosed, get the diagnosis. Yeah, well, they need to call during the day, not after the program tonight, because after the program I'm going to be trying to wind down. Because right. I'm, I, know, you know, I know I'm going to hear some things that is going to excite my mind. You know, that's the reason why I'm listening in the first place. So, um, uh, but they can reach me between 1 and 7 p.m. Eastern time at 516-881-6992. And um, call to get the five-minute sample in that time. I give you a five-minute sample so you know what I do, you know, and there won't be any discrepancy as to what, what it is that I do or any expectancies or any preconceived notions. And, and thank you Absolutely. for letting me make that announcement, bro. Peace to the whole fam. Red, uh, blue, uh, you uh, already uh, know. KT, AA, all y'all, man. You know? Salute, my brother. Peace. Cosmo. Okay, I'm family. I'm going to call you tomorrow so we could talk about that uh, 100-year dynasty. They don't, no, nah, I'm just letting them know. Let's go with this. All right. Tonight, family, we will introduce to you a very candid dialogue to reinvigorate the creatives amongst us. Okay? Tonight's episode will feature two of our premier minds in this university, our brother A.A. Rashid and Katie the Arts Degree. So with no further ado, we present to you, caller from the 213-509. Peace. Wagwan, Yes. Yo, shout out to Raheku, man. I hope he ain't hang up. That's the big homie. He's a monster. Oh, nah, you know he's in the building. Good, 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 good. I got to talk to him. You know he's in the building. A question. You know what I'm saying? Yo, man. talking about a premier mind. Hell yeah, that's the homie. I was thinking the other day, I was like, yo... Who really is on there, like, top tier without, you know, embellishing? And homie is definitely, like, in my top five, you heard? (laughs) For real. Oh, without a doubt. That ever did it. That ever did it, you know? And (laughs) we need a Chris Rock episode, top five. Nah, seriously, yo. For real. (laughs) You know, this shit is now Rodney too. For real. Like it's always somebody with the Rodney name top five. For real. It'd be the A's. The A's. You heard? The A's and that Rod, yeah. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. <laughs> but but yo um God, y'all stupid. <laughs> you know, so I ain't been on the show in a minute. I'd like to thank everybody that tuned in, the, the ones who came on board because they know they're going to learn something, you know, and they know that I don't, um, I'm not a cookie cutter, you know, and I'm not coming on the radio to embellish or 
overwhelm some stupid shit that you're seeing on a computer or on, you know, these guys, you know, the bad news reporters, all the guys that tell you about the bad news. I'm not here serving any purpose or agenda. I'm speaking to my uh, to my movement and to the uh, to the responsibility of their of, of said movement. And one of the responsibilities as a as a content creator is that you have to reinvigorate interest into your content uh, seasonally, and as well define and curate the content for the uh, your predecessors and those who who uh, who will come in the vein of the work that you do because. You know, I, I could see easily without definition can, in a sense, kind of like marginalize us and write us off and make us like put us further on the margin when people don't understand the culture that, you know, kind of created us. When I first came onto the scene, my very first lecture, Sonetta made an announcement about another lecture that he was having. And this was in 2006, and that lecture that Sarnetta was talking about was a debate with the Hebrew Israelites, one of the first ones. So that's really not a new thing. But, however, as of most recent, although I I um, I respect every piece of my family, and I like, I like the debating, I don't like when people assume that we – are under the impression that that's the only part of our process because we have uh, many different components to our community. But because there's no one speaking about all of those multiple components, a lot of the newbies and the disenchanted think, or the people who are just looking to criticize us because they they really um, they weren't there from the beginning, they think that we've been uh, consumed by the the uh, the debate when that's not the case. So the name of the show is called the uh, the rhetoric for your story, and the the reason why I chose the uh, the titles because I didn't want to use one of those titles, you know, the intergalactic blackness inside your DNA, put the green juice on it, <laughs> reverse the osmosis tonight. You know, I, I'm not with it. You know. That's real. That's the science. You know, that's deep. But I'm speaking about tonight the uh, the infrastructure. You know, you could be deep, but I'm pushing home this point that uh, without uh, a life giving institution or the means by which to encase what we do inside something tangible, we're really just playing on the internet. And when I look at all the other great social upheavals and, and cultural movements, the beauty about those movements is that they were created pre-internet, hip-hop, skateboarding, all those things. But the key component of it, the most significant aspect of it, is that all of those periods was recorded. And you can find the recordings and you can put together the natural progression of any of those movements together. You can look you can look at the records and actually see 
when scratching became more in predominance as far as the full-fledged aspect of the culture. You could go and look and see when they stopped wearing Lee jeans, when the AJs came out, the hip-hop. You could look and see when graffiti rock came, what people was doing, you know, what, what the programming on TV was like. With the consciousness community, right. you don't have those amenities. You have people who um, who are... Almost because it's a baby still that's developing, it's still trying to define its fiscal integrity. And I find that the the revenue stream was built and maintained for such a great time period based off of people actually buying the video material. Now, contents have changed. People are going on YouTube. And sometimes people are going on YouTube. I don't know how they do it either to be vindictive or to, I don't know, to be, you know, conscious. I don't know. They'll put your whole presentation on YouTube and their justification for placing the entire presentation on YouTube is that the whole world needs to get this. Yeah. So they really don't care about the teacher. They like the whole world is so stupid that I can make them smart than of this teacher. So let me just put this shit up here and make the whole world smart at the expense of this person who perhaps when they when this person dies, they might be trying to scrap together some bread to put together to put them in the ground. You heard? You know, but yep. the guy who puts all your free shit up online, he doesn't have that dialogue because he's not a creative. He's not a, uh, it's just an overzealous cultural junkie who gets high off of, key phrases and dashikis and garments, you know, and wasn't really there when we was babies to see all the people who was looking at our parents like they was crazy because they ain't want us to drink soda and they ain't want us eating dipsy doodles and cheese doodles and they we, we could we could read books and explore Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X and we could get we could watch Malcolm X set ten times, not the movie the documentary, and we was deep in the, off in the jazz and avant-garde hip-hop. People was looking at our parents like it was weird. Now everybody want to be our parents. Everybody want to yeah. do what they did when they was being subjugated and looked at like they was weird for being different. So there's a fee that comes with that. And we are, first and foremost, custodians of a street culture. And, you know, I've, I've been talking about my comrades and my whiz. And my wife be telling me, how you, she said, she said, how you know that the, your cousins always want to be identified with that booster shit? They different now. They want some new shit. And I said, you know what? You're right about that. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. I said, however, there's still a contingent of people who look up to us for our preconscious uh, latitude, our preconscious experiences. And therefore, you know. we always have to curate that part of our life. So these people can see that yeah. there's a bridge connecting our past to our futures. So can I, I interject very phrases. shortly? Yeah, of course, of course. Then go ahead. Yeah, I shared on Tuesday. You know, right before the program aired, I shared with you know my family, but with Red in particular, I had just got a phone. I just got off the phone call. I was on the phone with Duck Poop Man in conflict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um. Two of them is in the penitentiary, and one of them is home. But nonetheless, all three of them 
<clears throat> called me to acknowledge the fact that they have been hearing about the work that's being done. And even, you know, Conflict himself was reaching out for, you know, us to send materials and stuff he want to study and get more in tune. And, of course, Duck was talking about, you know, possibility of linking up and developing some of his life stories into um, content and things of that nature. But, yeah, telling the story is important because we can never be detached from the story. It is who we are. You know, I would never turn my back on those brothers because those are the same shoulders as well. You know what I'm saying? That we stand on as family. That's part of who it is and, and what it what it is. Who we are and what we are is all comprised of that entire story. You don't just cut paste pieces of it. You know what I'm saying? Even right. um, Malcolm X, when you know he he said the uh, you know what I'm saying the um, that he was no longer Detroit Red. Even in the movie, he ain't hum a stunt on Spike. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like but you got to be there for the homie. Right. Can I add on? Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, we always have to keep in mind and keep in context that what Detroit Red did was Detroit Red went into the nation of Islam representing the streets. He did it for the streets. Remember, he was the streets prophet. He was the streets messiah. Jesus was amongst the drunkards, the killers, and the pimps and things like that. So he was, so Jesus was doing a bit. Jesus was behind the wall with the hood. You know what I mean? He was with the low. He was with the lowest of the low. And when he went into the light or when he went into the school of thought and knowledge of higher learning and things of that nature, he was coming in representing the streets. He was a caterpillar going into the cocoon to become the butterfly. There's nothing that you can ever do. We we could we always have to reference the streets because now they're listening. I went I went I was at a man's house today. Nick's pulled over in the white truck, rimmed up and everything. Yo, 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 sir, let me holler at you real quick. Yo, you 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 be doing the debates, right? You you red pill, uh sign of the T V. <laughs> Back to what you said a minute ago about the 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 different the, you know, people you know, they, 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 they don't know how to differentiate. But it's good though, it's cool. And we chopped it up. And this is the streets calling this is the streets talking to me. And they're like, Yo, we fucked with y'all a long way, like real heavy. We understand what's being, we understand what y'all doing because we see ourselves in y'all, so we identify. So it was, I shared it on Tuesday show too when I was reminiscing. I told Blue on the plane home, I was going over those three years that I spent in Miami and how those were my definitive formulative years. The time spent with the industry, with, with, with Pitbull, and then the time spent with um, Duo Live, the independent group from Best Eye. The roster, the, um, my, my roster peoples who were doing the kind of music that Kendrick is doing right now, who showed right. me how to go in the streets and make bread. I would have never known that you can make thousands of dollars with a team in the streets selling your own property. That's what that's what that's what nurtured me to go on 125th Street, put my pride in my back pocket, go from taking clothes to making clothes. I put myself on the cross. I got ridiculed for that for years from people who were like, 
The twins got to be smoking or something. What's wrong with them? These niggas is in the street with the Black Panthers of Mr. Black Power in Harlem looking, you know, standing out there selling clothes. They're crazy. The same people last year, I see them, they telling me about what Polite is doing. They, they're like, yo, we watch that shit like Netflix. You understand? So they come around before, you know, it's all a continuum. So what I'm saying is, the same people who showed us when we were younger, Pat, all of them, and the guards who were shining light on us when we were so young planting seeds, it's the same cycle. Yeah. Yeah. They fed us. Now we feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to Pat Pat, too. You know, he going through his little thing now. His son, his son, the baby, got 25 to quit, you know, for sending somebody mm-hmm. back. I remember mm-hmm. he told me to speak to him, and I spoke to him. I tried to speak to him, but, you know, the streets are enticing, you know, and especially when you have courage and you, you're not afraid. So, you know, the the, the rhetoric and the, the actual name of this actual discussion is drawn from a conversation myself and Blue Pill had, I want to say about three, four years ago when Jay-Z dropped the uh, Decoded book. And he said something that stuck with me. He said he gave the streets the rhetoric it required to now get money because he curated the culture in Decode. And he's a very significant and interesting black person. He's just as significant and empowering as any black uh, 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 powerful uh, personage from the past, you know. And, you know, I I challenge anybody on that. And this present day uh, young man from Marcy Projects, who is a billionaire and who is married to a beautiful black woman, that's something to be proud of, you know? And, I, you know, I've been in prison with, you know, people from Marcy Projects. Those niggas are terrible in the joint, you know? And they are <laughs> uh, victims, as all of us are of poverty. But when you're from projects, projects that has been, you know, conducting, you know, street business for years, Marcy, Tonkin' Sumner, Fort Greene, that whole area. That whole area Mm -hmm. is lit fuck up, you know? So, you know, he could have been one of those weirdos or one of those problems. And the curating, the power to curate and to define your culture is just as significant as engaging in warfare. And I think we are dispersed because there's a lack of uh, intelligentsia who are actively acting on behalf of the culture. There's a, a large community of several men, grown men, who are uh, taking on the the uh, the, the uh, call to teach our people in these dark times. And it's very interesting that these movements they all are under one banner. The the discussion that was began by our, you know, our master teachers like Reverend Valentine and Dr. Blair and Brother Bobby Hemet and 
what's occurring is there's not enough respect and honor over the last 30 years of their import. And because the, the, it has no home, and it requires, it home, it requires a place for people it's to homeless. see it is, you know. And I can see why people low-key abuse the teachers. I can even see when I get abused myself, you know, and it's where you have to, you know, accept the uh the the current condition but I'm not one of those type of people who want to do that. I want to create the discussion now first of all what is rhetoric? And when people hear the word oh, rhetoric, right. I just want to do just want to open up KT's line as well. Yes. Uh, please continue. Brother K, your uh, your line is open. Peace. Peace to God. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, God. What's, what's the deal family? What's going on? You, uh, you never know. Yeah. You know. That's so now, I'm, 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 now I'm here rhetoric soaking it in. That's right. That's right. So now rhetoric is, uh, in a colloquial sense, it has no negative connotations. And rhetoric is actually our uh, cultural uh, platform for persuasive language. One of the reasons why we were able to uh, control the world is through intellect and high-end acumen and intelligence and high-end scientific uh, use and manipulation of language. So we persuaded the entire world to become students for the betterment of mankind. We already had a one-world order in enacted and involved in the participation of the unfolding of history. That's something that we already had fully, you know, encased in our cultural paradigm. When you ask us who we are, we point to the sky. Um, we didn't point to people or to the land or the books. We pointed to the sky, and we highlighted our experience by delineating the sky and seasons, okay? So in that respect, I want everyone to understand that rhetoric is not a negative term. Rhetoric means persuasive language, and this is what you need right now. You need persuasive language to substantiate and justify your blackness in this time period. And I feel uh, it's time for that because I, I feel as though we're being, uh, we're being. Uh, I feel special. You know, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel you know good to be conscious. But however. It's not represented on a global scale in the respect that it should be because we're actually putting some significant work in, you know. So the purpose of the show is to create the dialogue necessary for that. And the reason why I brought KT on and I asked him to be present is because his uh, forte in regard, one of them, he's a healer, the other forte and his ability to decode the uh, the mystical and magical movie narratives is one of the most important components of the cultural paradigm. And the Western man has, uh, and I'm very impressed, 
has been the custodian of everyone's developmental psychology through the use of film. So this mm. show in particular tonight is catered to the creatives and those who are interested in creating a life-giving and significant uh, push for the culture by way of their creativity. So there are some of us who are creatives and there are some of us who are cut and tasters. Uh, the cut and tasters <laughs> are only intelligent unless they cut and taste in the intelligent art- artists. If people are just taking social memes and you're on Facebook for free and you're saying that you're part of our culture and you don't highlight and you, 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 a lot of these guys are on the internet venting their father issues. And I didn't say women, I said guys. I'm not attacking women. The women have an excuse. Femininity is far more advanced and it's far more uh, refined because it's already like born knowing what it needs to know. Men have to be developed. So when I see men as custodians of the bad news, you know, you can always count on this guy to show you pictures of, you know, some um, some fuck shit associated with blackness. That's not consciousness. It doesn't add to what we do. It doesn't afford us an existence, and it, it's, it, it's selfish in many respects. And the social networking and the social networks can kind of, like, stress you out. You're doing wonderful work, and then you see it get undermined by people uh, utilizing those platforms to express shit that just don't have nothing to do with nothing powerful. So in the developmental psychology of a populace, the only way that you could get everyone on the same page is if everyone shares the same uh, myth. And the Western man has been able to recycle the exact same myth over and over again with a few modifications, but all within the context of a film. Beginning of the film, the crescendo, and its zenith, whatever, apex, and then its conclusion. And in the film, the psychological process of you actually sitting there watching a film is that you associate yourself to the protagonist of the story and you believe yourself to be that person irrespective to their color or or uh, or whatever you have an emotional connection to the unfolding story and the reason why right. movies are so popular here is because there are thousands of people going past the age of 13 and 14 without actually being initiated so therefore without initiation we're operating and we're being parents to children who after their hormones have settled in, they're not ours anymore. They don't belong to us. Our children at this point belong to popular culture because we didn't step in and create an infrastructure psychologically to make them be bound to the responsibility of the familial responsibilities associated to culture. Our children have an affinity and, and a cultural uh, connection to people they've never seen before or, 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 or you know, seen or, or been around. Wiz Khalifa, uh, uh, Rihanna, you know, and I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying this is the reality of what happens when a cultureless people lose 
the culture present to define themselves. So now when I look here, Los Angeles, there are tremendous amounts of space here. All over the country, they're suffering from all types of real estate waves. In New York, it's almost impossible to be an artist because years ago, 25, 30 years ago, square foot of space was far below what it is now. To live in Hong Hill, to live on Clinton Avenue right now, we have apartments available for $5,000 a month, okay? And that is a two-bedroom that's online right now to live in New York, Brooklyn, you know? So the only, there are only like a few places where art is really popping, and it's in L.A. and Detroit. Reason being is because they both still have large spaces that uh, also Oakland area too, the Bay as well. They have large spaces that the artists are collectively coming together to curate their ideas, curate their contributions to culture, and create monetary streams. When I was in the Bay, I visited a art space. A diverse group of 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 people. Really, weren't no brothers there, but it was everybody, every all our other brother Brown brothers, and of every other nationality. And our, uh, you know, of course, the Pilgrims was in the building, but all artists nonetheless. And they monetize, and these young people get bread because they went and got down all on all of their music equipment required for them to do shows and jams. And then they said, we need the film component. And then they have the green screen and they have a truck to put everything on the truck and go do their little pop-up shops and do this and do that and do this, do that. So they are eating because they take their culture seriously and they combine their efforts. So this community that we are calling the conscious one, too many men separated by uh, these, you know, characteristic, ideas of character, which are, you know, I, I don't, I choose not to deal with a lot of people. If you know who I deal with, you know me, you know who I deal with, you know, and it's because I, I, I deal with the people who I deal with because we are authentically connected on other levels, not this fake prestigial, hey, look at me, I'm deep, right? We're deep, look at us, we're deep. It's not that. We're trying to do something so we can leave an imprint and not selfishly leave one just with our name on it, but to show what we've done collectively. So the persuasive language required for us to do this and to do what sounds nebulous is that we have to have the discussion about having the brick and mortar in the actual space to accommodate the actual space to curate what it is we do. We have cumulatively over the last six years, seven years, have exponentially brought more people on board through this show than almost any other apparatus available. When I have people calling me and telling me that they heard me on a radio show and not on the internet, they heard it in the car. Somebody was playing it in the car. And I'm like, wow, okay. You hear these shows. I'm I'm listening to people talk about, hey, did you hear that show where those brothers was talking about this on the uh, blog talk, this, that. It's thousands of these shows. 
There's thousands of lectures my master teacher has produced. I'm in a vegan restaurant in L.A., eavesdropping on these two dudes' conversation because these dudes were talking some high-end, deep, metaphysical shit. I was like, what the hell is going on in here? And I turned around <laughs> and I said, hey, man, y'all deep. Whatever, boom, boom. I get into the conversation with them. They asking me if I ever heard of Phil Valentine, if I ever heard of Phil Valentine. So I'm sitting there like, wow. And now when I come to find out who I'm talking to, I'm talking to a award-winning songwriter who knocked Whitney Houston out of the box two two times, number one song. And his son is, you hear his son's music all on the radio. He's the one who programs the beats with Hit Boy. You hear? So all that Drake shit you hear and all that is some deep metaphysical people behind all of our cultural paradigms. But they are afraid of the characteristic relationships that go with these people who have who have no street affiliation, have nothing to live for besides these long-ass names, you know, and these <laughs> internet impressions where they're just, you know, you know, I tried to entertain the internet shit from a, a perspective to be like, oh, it's cool, you know. I never joined the groups. I joined a group where they was like, you know, with some sisters in there and they talk about, you know, all type of freaky shit and all this shit. But then I see the shit just disintegrates back into some hate and some political, cultural, zealous shit. So I was like, man, I ain't really hate about that life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me get out of here with this old corny ass shit because it's really a joke. So now here it is. We have, we have over a thousand books. We have hundreds of actual tapes, the VHS tapes from the golden era. We have flyers from the golden era. We have photographs from uh, of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, originals, the proofs, the negatives, and all that. We have the ability to create new content every single day. So, therefore, this apparatus, these people who have been consistently pushing this paradigm, the KT arch degrees, the blue pills, the red pills, the Rahakus, the Ubar, all of these brothers in this polite and everybody, where is the centralized location where you can find all of the conscious material? No one caters to all of our many facets on this coast, at least. On the East Coast, I can say black and noble is a cornerstone for it. But on this, the there are some wonderful bookstores and there's some wonderful uh, 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 places and locations. However, the lines of demarcation are far too thick. And we have to have this collective dialogue to honor and venerate the culture, not the personages. The culture, not the personages. You understand? I'm quite certain that everyone here has seen the uh, the latest regarding title, the uh, new platform that Jay-Z is offering, and uh, along with other artists, to create a new musical world. And I have already seen hatred. I've seen people who don't have the Jay-Z money, nor the Jay-Z friends, posting, you know, shit that other people said about it. And it's, it's just so disheartening that 
I look and I say, yo, we need to be in these circles with these people, but then we got niggas around us that whose whole existence is this hatred covered up in cultural iconography. This has to be curated out of that is not persuasive language. We cannot persuade people to give us our just due or afford us what we deserve for being the people in the forefront and behind the scenes of why is it that a nigga like Kendrick can say on the number one record in the country that he's conscious. He's all these things and I'm conscious and I'm this and I'm that. And I, and I know why he's saying he conscious because I see the circle. I know the circle he in. Somebody that me, the red pill, blue pill, when my mom's had her, when we had our memorial for my mother, one of the producers on Kendrick's latest album was at the memorial. He got three placements on the album. I know why Kendrick is saying he conscious yeah, because he of our it. dialogue. So what I'm saying is that that is fucking facts. Was the disparity and the bullshit is that we have to struggle far more than we should. Now, let me tell you something about me. A lot of people don't know, really know me like that. You know, they don't know how serious and how much I really love what I do. And they don't know how far I am to go about doing what I want to do with the culture and advancing it. You know, they don't know about my plans and the things that I was doing. But the universe is deep. So in route to Vegas, one of my ideas, because I've been letting my neck hang. I've been, I, I, I live my rhetoric. You know, I, I, I live that shit I talk. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not afraid of white people. So, I'm coming from Newark, New Jersey, en route to Vegas. I'm the only black person on a layover flight in Cincinnati, Ohio. The DEA run up on me and asked me if I got drugs on me. I said, if you find drugs, you can keep them. I need to make this flight. <laughs> Nonetheless, they found $12,000 on me. <clears throat> That's what they paid to say. It was more money than that, but the white people ain't shit. White folks ain't shit. I'm not afraid of law enforcement. I'm not afraid of federal government. And I know that it ain't illegal to be black with that little bit of money. But that little bit of money, and I got to the 16th to put a case on my bread. They're making me have to go put a case on my bread and use all this legal, all this old wild legal shit to get my bread back, but I'm saying that bread was going to the brick and mortar. It was going to the store location here in Los Angeles to accommodate and qualify this discussion. And that little bump in the road really didn't do nothing to me. It didn't make me feel no kind of way. It didn't. And when I did the research, I see that they do this all over the country. It's called civil, civil seizure. They took $2 billion last year. And state and federal government, they take 80% of what they take and they keep it for themselves of unaccounted funds. So there's work being done. People think we we sitting up playing games, and I, I ain't playing games, begging for shorts. You know, I, I let my nuts hang you know, to get what I need for this uh, apparatus. So all, 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 all hope is not lost. There's still work to be done, and we are still worth way more than that, you know, especially with all of this information and these powerful people who are listening right now. Now, I want to make a distinction. 
And I also want to speak to this. People are thinking that our movement suffers because everything is on YouTube, and that is not the case. YouTube is one of the best things that ever happened to our experience because in the push-pull media, people can go to the computer and pull what they find. So all you have to do is this upload, and people, if you have something significant or you teach, it falls under ecclesiastic information. People are always looking to learn to improve the quality of their life. You will be successful if you can help people become better. So uh, brother tells me, uh, who's a store owner, he says that his DVD collection suffers because of the YouTube, and I challenge him that it's not suffering because of YouTube. It suffers because you have not branded titles that come directly from your point of sale. Now, point of sale is very important. I'm speaking to people who are content creators, not people who are content stealers. And people also who sell the material. I'm saying this openly. I'm going to say this to the open crowd, right? If you buy any conscious information, it should be worth its weight in gold, and it should rise in its worth in perpetuity. It should become, you see how niggas uh, uh, collect Jordans? One brother took all his Jordans to put a down payment on a house. He had $166,000 worth of Jordans. And I was proud of him. I said, that's a good one because a lot of these little niggas can't even think like that. You know, they didn't put all that money into them. Them sneakers and that shit is about nothing. You heard? It's about nothing. So, you know, I'm like, you know, where are we going? I know where we going, but where are we going with the dialogue regarding the content? Now, this is where it goes. There are platforms available and platforms that we are going to cumulatively use from this point on to disseminate our information. And we're going to do it under... Our umbrella, under our KTL umbrella, we are going to give and afford those people who have something to offer, which is significant, the platform that they deserve. And there are platforms which are almost similar to kind of like a Netflix, where you can, uh, we can upload and afford to those brothers and sisters who are about helping us to, because everyone who helps me, everyone who is a student of mine and who monetizes with me, they take a stake in my great good and what I offer. They are the supporters of the greater good. They are shareholders in my greatness. They are owed, you know, a great deal. They created the latitude and the space for us to even sit down for two seconds and say, hey, let's do music and see what happens. So now we said, let's do music. And for the last three years, we've been trying to refine the sound. Our sound got all the way to Buster Rhymes. And now our sound is being, they're looking over the contracts. I told you it's going to get weird. We're going to be on the stage. Yeah. And all of these people, all these people with these long-ass names that was acting like they was down with us, all these likes, everybody liking these little pictures and these little wide sayings, but they don't give no bread. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. See, I see you niggas. I see you like everything. You're doing all this dick riding, but I never seen your name in the PayPal. You see, I don't fuck with you. 
you know, I look at you and you think that I'm I'm a high off of endorphins because of likes. Nigga, I get high. I don't need no fucking likes, you know, to feel good. <laughs> I can afford to feel good with some real good shit right here. You hear? Right here. I don't need likes. I need to have our name collectively imprinted on the unfolding culture. You know, and if nobody's there to curate the story, how will the story, how will people even know that title come from Wave? And Wave come from Max B. And Max B come from Nico. And Nico come from the penitentiary. But who is there to curate? Who's there to curate to say this, the true story that if it wasn't for Hip Hop Decoded, we wouldn't have no Max B. If it wasn't for Hip Hop Decoded and Valentine coming into the jail for Kwanzaa, we wouldn't have no Max B. Without Max B, we wouldn't have no uh, Jim Jones. We wouldn't have no French Montana. You see, the curating needs to go down because there's so much chain snatching going on. There's so much money being accrued in the culture and so many back uh, back backroom conversations about what it is that we're doing. We need to have this fucking conversation up front. You understand? We have a monetizable culture. I'm not afraid of people who steal the content because they can't sell the content in honor. We can sell the content in honor. You know, how many people who are actually teaching? I don't know, but one person who I, who I know that teaching that can say that they bought other teachers, and that's uh, polite. He, he, he systematically throws money back into the machine. You all know that in the golden era, the final days of it, we were the custodians of bringing the high-end, upscale, master lectures, you know, to the table. Some of the best lectures of the last... show together. You don't only want to do yeah. that. Serious, you know? So... That's something that needs to be uh, highlighted, venerated, and the people need to become accustomed to the idea that if if you are part of a culture, I had an opportunity the other day to sit around just walking in the fashion district. I walk up into one, and I asked a question about some clothing they had in there, and the people asked me, well, how many pieces you want to get? So I found that I didn't walk into no regular spot. It's a front, like it's a retail, but it's not. They got um, Armani, Ralph, all Hudson, all the new shit in there. And it's Jews, Iranian Jews. So I told them that I teach Kabbalah. Here they go trying to test me. After they tried to test me, they made me sit there with them for two hours and drink Johnny Walker Red with them. These are the Jews, Jews with the spices and all of that in the in the yarmulke, and they like this. Mm-hmm. We sell, we sell, we sell clothes to the hip hop community that we pay two and three dollars for. We sell it for a hundred, two hundred. You heard? The clothing shit is, mm-hmm. is is deeper than drugs. You heard? So I'm bringing all this up that I would never have gotten no game on that unless I had flag wave my culture flag and my intelligentsia flag. So they begging me, calling me to come back. I'm putting them in game. It ain't that easy. I'm not one of them niggas. You understand? I got to get my shit together. I'm not thirsty to sit around y'all unless y'all try to give me a bankroll. 
You heard? So I'm saying, hey, it's coming to a point where we got to take the revolution off of the digital and define ourselves and create the rhetoric. And the components are we are going to upload uh, uh, our content. You heard that intro with Raku. Raku gives some of mm-hmm. the most right information in the world. Raku is the one that told me what I have to do in L.A. Raku is the one that told me when my Venus was happening and when to start engaging in my business affairs. Raku told me all this stuff. He told me about what New York is and where my 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 uh my cartography is, what New York means to me and what LA means to me. Why not everybody who also listens to him, why they all can't go and buy his DVD off of our platform right there. You understand? So there's a power in you or you all telling everybody all these wise, significant truths. And then we have all these people dovetailing off of our movement putting their name associated with our culturally, you know, come on, is what I'm saying, the rhetoric and the conversation. So another component is publishing. The publishing, the books, the KTL series, the Red House, the books, the, the book of essays with the red pill, blue pill, all of our our uh, our brother Adika Butler, one of the most brilliant journalists that we have. When mm-hmm. I do something, every time somebody do something, every lecturer, everybody that's doing something, they should send it to Adika so Adika could critique it and write about it. You heard? I make it a regular practice. Right. If I have something new, I just send it to Adika. I don't charge him. Yeah, because why? When he writes about it and gives it real to it, it brings a revenue stream. People come and they purchase. You see, so uh, we need to put the, the 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 street element back into how he was raised. It's all of us all in together now. All of these niggas. Talk, how can you do an event? Why are all these niggas doing events and they don't never call nobody to be like so and so is uh, opening up with homie or this homie is opening up with homie? Why is these I old niggas put it on running record. around? You know why all the old niggas is running around trying to have lectures talking about hip hop culture but don't got no young people there? Get the fuck out of here with that corn bullshit. Talk about this. Black sellers power bullshit, and don't nobody got no black power sneaker store, black power grocery store, um, Egyptian funeral home. Niggas got to die in churches. You heard? Hold this on, shit is cognitive on. dissonance. I'm sick of this shit, and I'm ready to start fucking with the pilgrims and to put everybody in game like Doc York. Niggas don't even deserve to be seeing niggas. Yeah, you know what I mean? Niggas was down with Dr. York. Niggas down with Dr. York from this inception, and they never seen a nigga. You heard? You uh-huh. feel me? So I know that we give up too much, and that's why we get disrespected. You heard? Disrespected. My PayPal is s1970prince at yahoo.com. s1970prince at yahoo.com. And this week, between this Friday to next week, I'm I'm making a huge announcement, and it's pertaining to our location where we're going to be commiserating, you heard? I'm having a super major meeting on the 8th 
with Jada and them because they having a reunion right here with the Rough Riders and laying it out, showing them what we're doing. Because he is super conscious. You heard? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. whole circle is super know. conscious. You know, Groovy Lou and all of them, super conscious. They they know what it is. They they healthy, self-conscious, the juices, all that, yeah. whatever. So he I'm ran like. Groovy in a juice ball. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? You know, so I'm looking, I'm seeing how important we are. I'm looking, I seen your art the other day. It, it almost brought me to tears. And not because of nothing else that I was just high as fuck. And then it just took me back to like where we were kids with the, with the design markers, you know? That's all curated. Design markers, yeah. Yeah, man, that stuff showed, showed we kind of, in, the, in that art, it was it was like a transubstantiation where you're giving back the, the the disempowered power through imagery, and that gives people mental health. So where's the mental health at right now? Huh? I said we pushed the culture forward. Hell, we, hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. We gave hell this shit yeah. a body. It was only a thought, like... There's nothing else that somebody else could come with comparable to that to be like, oh, we captured it. Nobody captured it. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like we wasn't living it as well, but we took time to curate it. For real. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, it's right on time, everything uh, that you're talking about, uh, AA, in regards to the rhetoric. Um, you know, I, I, I did my best to to tell the family about that when I when I went into uh, Captain America and I went into Lucy. Um, I talked about the trivium, you know? Trivium. The whole grammar, logic, and then into the rhetoric. So, yeah, there's, there's rhetoric, no right. way of, of anybody taking rhetoric and, and seeing it as something negative. That, that, would, that would be something foolish because that's where the magic lies. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's that's where you take that's where you take the mathematical aspect of the grammar. You know, you take you take the the science behind the logic, taking those numbers and then being able to, you know, the thought and then turning it into something mathematical where it's you know the sense instruction all that. But then when you get into rhetoric, see that's the magic of the conversation. But what's the intent? You know what I'm saying? What's the point? And being able to to, to separate ourselves. You know, and define ourselves. That's what it's all about. So I, I definitely understand exactly, you know, where you're coming from with all that. And I'm with it. You know what I mean? It's it's time. You know, I I talk about it all the time. You know, with my mother, with red, with blue. You know, it's it's always at the top of my thoughts. I'm like, it just doesn't make any type of sense that because we're not we're not just verbally masturbating. We're not just regurgitating what we're hearing off all of these DVDs, like we're actually living the lifestyle. The only thing we have to do is put a camera on our life. We don't, we don't have to exaggerate nothing. We don't have to add nothing. We don't have to take what somebody else is doing. If we actually just become a fly on the wall of our journey from, from conception all the way to now, every single one of us would be an epic tale. You know, these these are the type of stories that people sit in the basement hoping that they can dream of. You know, we live out the mythos ourselves, but, you know, it's it's time that we actually monetize it and get something out of it other than just, you know, it being in our imagination. Now, look at this. 
everybody says that they want a movie, KT. Everybody wants a movie that speaks about us, our blackness. We need the black movie, right? And I, I swear to you that we already have all the equipment to do a full-length feature film. Right? Oh, without a doubt. Yes. And and the, the problem is we have not fleshed out, fuck making a black movie, make a good movie. Because yes. <laughs> I challenge people, I challenge people, you're never going to make a black movie in Hollywood that's going to rival anything that's already there. So that's not realistic unless we were to create our own Hollywood. Now, exactly. to get into Hollywood, you have to write an awesome story and include the pilgrims. It's your responsibility, right. all of our responsibility, if we consider or call ourselves conscious, to be custodians of the unfolding of the human mind and its narrative as well as its historical linear unfoldment. We owe all the world. So what's a great story to write right now? You know, it's a wonderful st- story. It's how, how gentrification creates a dilemma. You know what dilemma I see? I see that the same place that Biggie Smalls came out of, that the whole era, this hip-hop, fashion, drug, culture, the same place that we've seen it play out on Fulton and Washington, it's no longer there, but they have now a health food store there that's booming. The health food store is popping. Yeah. Now, what if there was a simultaneous story about how, yeah, the bodega is closing with the ham sandwiches in the in the lard in the fucking um, pig feet in the pickle jar, right? And everybody's sad, but the homie's grandmother is 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 living past her her predetermined medical predetermined death because what she did, she started drinking the green juice from the health food store. Yeah. Gentrification right. just saves somebody's life. So that's a story that could be fleshed out that includes the pilgrims that also speaks kindly to the human experience and the dilemma of cross-cultural interaction and the need. And, and now more so than ever, you find conscious people don't want to be around conscious people because they're full of shit, and a lot of them are just a step down from a Christian just looking for another group or set of people to criticize to take the emphasis off off of their sexless, um, psychotic anger, you know, and preconditioned fears and all of this pent-up resentment against black men so they come to consciousness, and it's easy. People come, I swear to God, they come, they want to be students, they pay the money, the call to, to start an argument with the God. You heard? What the fuck are you? Uh, you, happy. you ask me, why are you unhappy? And I ask you, are you single? And you say, yeah, okay, that's one of them. Huh? Hello? Maybe you can look at what is it about you that might be making it where nobody is looking. You ain't even a nigga mistress. Niggas ain't even sneaking around to get to you. What's fucking with that? Yeah. So that's that's something that you don't need consciousness to figure that shit out because it's just going to make it worse. You, heard? you need some exploration 
and your own narrative and a rhetoric to define why you even in the center of the universe. Because a lot of people think they are not in the center. They don't think they're in the center. I know, I know, I'm in the center of the universe, and I tell young people that the whole world revolves around you. You understand the good and the bad. When the when the birds came out to sing this morning, they were singing to you. If you heard them, you heard. They weren't That's right. Singing at They're here for you. And the whole world, the universe, the material world, is not the white man's friend. It's the friend of everybody. But the psychology requires see the white man. He beguiles people. He make you think that he is God's gift. Even his fuck shit, he got something to reverse it. He'll put the, he'll, he'll be having some shit going on, and then he'll show you an image of one of him, his people doing some funny shit and make you forget about all the oppression that you just got finished participating in. Yeah? So, you know, you know our, our, our dilemma here is the rhetoric to define who we are. Why we are here? Why? What? What? what what's going on with you, black man? You know, what, what, what's your story? Let's sell it. They sold colors. Colors. They sold. What's that? Uh, why do you think Lee Daniels get a budget? Because he is he 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 is exposing the human flaw. He's a human flaw. His goddamn self. He don't like women. He shitted on Monique. Monique is an Academy Award winning actress, but he, he made her take that role of dishonor, and it worked her so bad, being Precious Mama, that she didn't even want to do press after Precious. She just wanted the Oscar and just to go back home and chill, and now he blackballed her, you know? So the only person that's willing to work with her right now is, uh, what's her name, Queen Latifah put her in the Bessie joint. Yeah. So now we got actresses. You know, all these, you know, dramatic queens with these long-ass fucking names. We got uh, 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 great writers, you know. We got all of these great stuff, and everybody knows some white folks, too. So where's the monetizable story that can, and, and the rhetoric and the reasoning behind my thing is I want to get an escape out of this, the feeling, emotion-based response life of Blackness. I want to be able to have a monetary stream that creates a comfort for us. Our well-being is predicated and established in the comforts of those around us. I don't want to be around no angry sister who's worried about food. You hear? I don't want to do that. I don't want to participate in that reality. I don't want to hear those stories, you know. I want to be able to say that what we're doing is worth something. Yeah, you know. So I see beyond, you know, the limits of many imposed, you know, little, you know, closed conversations that only speak about one aspect of what it is that we have to offer collectively. You know, the rhetoric required for our uh, persuasive role in reality is predicated on our intelligence and how much culture we have grasped, you know. So when you speak about African culture with prowess and with, with, with much, you know, exactitude and intelligence, you are also speaking about world culture. To understand why the Jew blow the shofar, you got to understand why African blows the ram's horn, the male ram's horn at dawn 
for the initiation ceremony and drinks the blood of the ram. You know, then you will understand Judaism. Then you will understand why the Jew wants to drink grape juice or the equivalent of that whiskey, you heard, as a ritual, a sacrament, you heard, to connect the magnetic field. You understand? So we need to indulge in those money-making apparatuses. You understand? The people have to get back into the basis I see I've seen uh, a, uh, they have out here a chain of restaurants called King Taco. That's one of my favorite restaurants. If you're from Los Angeles, you know. They green sauce is oh, like, I think it's made with crack and Jesus. You heard? With cilantro. <laughs> like crack, Jesus, cilantro, and like heroin. The shit is ridiculous. You understand? But the dude started on like a food truck dude making tacos 40 years ago. And now he has a chain of them that and they like the cleanest restaurants in the whole world. They are shit cleaner than the penitentiary. You feel me? So I'm like, God damn, what could you, what could we do by monetizing yeah, something? What do we sell? veggie burrito. For real. You know? For real. For real. So the 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 reason why I wanted KT to come on is because I feel like KT is one of the custodians. When we go on, KT is going to be the curator of our uh, our cultural iconography. He's the one. He's going to have to be the one. No, hey, hey, it was not like that. Don't depict him like that. You know, if it's, if you put wings on him, then it just better be a little dirty. You heard? You feel me? So. <laughs> You know, we have no to maintain. Feathers. Yeah. No, I got feathers on my shit. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, one half, one wing going to be feathers and the other one going to be something else. Yeah, 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 you crazy motherfucker. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what, that's very important for culture, you know, for for the long-lasting iconography. And you see other cultures, they, they take so much care and consideration of their icons that even they make them into gods and the most where is the most um the most violent place in the world is uh I think it's El Salvador, Putacana. Yeah. I think they I think they report I think it's something like three to four thousand bodies a year. You hear? It's like mad bodies. That's like three niggas gotta die every day. You hear? But they 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 they, they uh they have some of the largest oil reserves on this side of the world and uh, a stable economy. So it's pros and cons with all shit. At the end of the day, they have a high veneration. Of course, death is prevalent in their culture, but they have a high level of veneration for those who lived amongst them and died. If you would, if you presented enough courage and prowess, they have the rhetoric in case to persuasively make the spirits embrace you, make the people embrace you and still call on you to help them with human matters. You know, matters of the heart. So we, 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 well, that humanity is delicate, man. Matter is just always going to be here, but humanity is a delicate thing. And, you know, how far, how long do you think we could keep waking up and going on the internet and talking shit and not without a building? Get the fuck out of here. It's, it stops this year. You heard? That's over. It's over. You heard, I'm not going to be, oh, yeah. if I'm on the computer, I'm going to be showing you 
me in the store with the with the with, with the with the visitors from all over the country and the world, and a store where we can also house our family, where we ain't got to go and be sleeping nobody and nobody's space. You understand? You come to LA, here's this is your crib too. You understand? That's how we have to put this down and fall back and let the young people do what they do. But shit is about to get so crazy and weird with the music. The money is about to get ridiculous. And then everybody and their mother is going to highly cover their relationship with us. You're going to hear the people who are the movers and shakers speaking about their wide, high-end conversations that change the quality of their life with us. You feel me? So I, I said this the other day. Everybody that listened to me and did what I told them to do in their vocation is winning. I told a brother, write a book. You know all that stuff? Write a book on it. I seen. I looked up the other day. He wrote a book. You heard? Yep. His book. Yep. His, and I know the book is fire. I, all I had to tell him was in one conversation. You understand? So, you know, we, 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 okay. have, a, we have a – go ahead. No, I'm just saying that I concur. I can't count the amount of people that I get to hit me up on the phone, the different states that I return. That's why I like going back to the states that I was in. Um, I got a call from Boston the other day, my brother Dooley and Arafat, the work that they're doing based off of conversations that we had, you know what I'm saying, encouragement, empowerment, you know, motivation. And brother Talik in um, New Orleans, starting up his superfoods business and whatnot. You know, the brother uh, cooks the the best, um, healthiest food in the world. You know what I mean? Like, he's a natural chef. He's on his way to getting either a food truck or a restaurant. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Big Teach just now getting his food truck in Miami, you know, going ahead and uh, launching his business after his father's namesake. You know what I mean? Coming out of the industry and becoming a... um, uh, a chef, you know, going, you know, becoming his own boss, doing doing what he got to do to leave work. a legacy. I mean, we had the conversation. We had the conversation about him getting into that because that, that was a big step for him because he was the president, the vice president. He was the acting president of Polo Ground Records a few months ago. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Under ASAP Rocky and all of them. And, you know, he's not, he don't want that. He He wants something. He sees what we saw in the industry. Ain't no loyalty. Ain't no that shit is smoke and mirrors. Let me tell you something about food. And, and food. In LA, yeah, talk about food. Yo, in L.A., I just passed, just now, three television shows they film in downtown. Every television show has a budget for craft services, okay? Facts. Right? And the, the white folks love healthy food. They don't fuck with Indian food because the spices go against their um, their biology and it's hard to be an actor and act with somebody and they got that, you know, some shit on their breath. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, dude. You know what I mean? So they kind of push away from that. However, craft services is at every single goddamn shoot. People need to eat. It's huge money in that. Guess who sits there and does the craft services? It's three and four generations. Of, it's, the, it's the man from the first movie theater who had to clean the seats for Maya Cohen after the people yeah. left out the movies in mm-hmm. 1927. His granddaughter 
daughter's 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 daughter got that business. You know what I'm saying? That's how they move with that shit. It's one family that make all the curtains for the movie theaters. You understand? That's how they move. You feel me? So mm-hmm. that, that step he made is because uh, you get a contract to do food service, you eat forever. You don't need you don't need the artist. The, uh, they don't need to make a movie th- uh, uh, star to get you a contract. You already it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For real. That's a good one. And you yeah. know that and I seen I seen the food too. Shout out to Teach and his yeah, story. Yeah, he was up north. For real. And you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah, he came home. Look, when we met him, yeah, when we. When we met him in Miami, he had just came home. He was cooking a Red Lobster. Just he had to just show came you how things north, cooking circle. up north. Yeah, and then we brought him up out of that, you know, environment into, you know, into the faster life, into the industry. And then he got a job with, with Luke. And then there was a, a artist on the shelf named Pitbull, you know, Armando. And Luke ain't want to put no energy into him. But Teach believed in him. Now he's an international star. You feel me? Yeah. Global. Yeah. And he went full circle. Yeah. Dealing with ASAP and the rest of them. And now he's back cooking again. That's a beautiful story, got, man. That's a movie. I got all the I got all of the pictures y'all were sending me when I was in the can still in the in at mommy house in New York. I got all the pictures wow. of doing pitbull and all that from that back then when niggas when niggas was getting their weight up. When Pitbull was surrounded by nothing but niggas, I got that. Yeah, because that ain't that ain't what it is now, you know. And um, the, those are just a, a smidgen of the uh, success stories that the brother A. A. Rashid is referring to, based off the based off a of consultation, based off of personal uh, relationships, and based off of brothers and sisters. You know, uh, I won't say living vicariously, but watching and learning and, you know, being able to muster up the uh, motivation within themselves to do for self based off of the the um, interacting with us via the social networks and whatnot over the years. Because, like I said, like I told Blue Pill, you know, I've, I've been in Harlem for 10 years. I just realized that the other day. I've been in Harlem since '05, and it was a result of the brother that we just mentioned, Big Teach. He's the one who brought me to Miami and allowed me to get the opportunity to get out of boosting and become a stylist. And then I became a manufacturer in clothing. Henceforth, that gave birth to Kings County Clothing, Soldier Culture, and here I am. You know what I mean? But that and whole three years in Miami. I was going to mm-hmm. say, and I, I could personally tell the family that I was right there the whole time seeing it unfold. Because I don't know if you remember, but me and Aunt were there to pick you <laughs> up that day and dropped you off in Harlem. I don't know if you remember that. I dropped you off in Harlem. And then nah. we, were down there in my, we were down there in Miami. I remember Miami. Right there with you. First weekend. Yeah, we was, with, we was with little we was with little John and Juvenile up on the stage. I remember yeah, we, we yeah. got all them promotional sneakers. We were selling the sneakers. And you and remember, remember Pitbull? He was so humble. You know what I mean? But he was yeah, cool. He was cool. He's all, all, he was, he is he who cool. he is right now. 
the same person that y'all see, that personality that's captivated the world, that was him as a little Chico, you know what I'm saying, out of Hialeah, you know, just kicking it, bicking back bowling, you know. And I use cool peoples. But me and me and you, KT, we go back into ATL, the formative years when we was putting in that work, uh, 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 putting the seeds in the ground with Burger, G Young, uh, Omar yep. Projects, who uh, Black Old, who shot Old Dirty Bastard, late, you know, late, put, late. <laughs> everybody know that, you know. I'm, I'm late just saying, 90s. The, yeah, the formative years, you know. Um, the work that we were putting in on Clark Atlanta campus. Look, hold on. Yeah. We talking about KT's work that inspired Left Eye to finish her album. Like, when we talk uh, about inspiration, everybody got a story, B. Like, it's an amazing uh, one at that. What's fucking with KT when he was a baby talking to me on the, on the phone? I'm in the yard with the fucking killers, nigga. I'm in the jail. They killed Larry <laughs> Davis. We on the yard. We on the jack blowing it up all day talking shit. That's right. Wow. That's right. At this, at the same time, I'm through through Raymay throwing with blue pill, blacking out in the basement with with C Freeman L's poster on the wall. Yo, big shout out to C Freeman L. Yo, they forgot about they forgot about that elder. Yo, what, what, what happened? We about him. We ain't forget about him. No, I know, I know, we have it. But that goes back to what you said. Like you said, all all the people that just got on the bus, they don't even know who that is. That's what I'm saying about the qualification of the ones who came before this electronic uh, age of electronic age of information, where things were moving at a light speed and the cameras of YouTube turned on. There was so much different work being put in on multiple levels, family. Man. It may be in the same state that you might live in, like Atlanta or like a a Delaware or or Philly, and you've never heard of these teachers, the Dell Jones of the world, the Steve Coakley's of the world, the Steve Freemanels of the world, the um, Eugene Adams of the world, the people who created the content. Hold on. The people who are unsung who create the Hakeem Bays of the world with the Morris paradigm. You know what I mean? Like these people's work has been put together in documentary form and millions have been made off of their works. They didn't even get recognition for their works. They didn't even get a shout out on these documentaries. They're not even mentioned. So the way that the, the, the this new generation is coming in through the YouTube and the documentaries are going, if your name is not mentioned on the credits or in that conversation, then people are looking at you like you never put in any work. Yeah. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Really? And this individual and, and, who didn't sit at the feet of the masters, they coming in and they the ones that are becoming the you know they profit. That goes back that goes back to what AA was just talking about in terms of the food service and old girl being the great great granddaughter of of the dude you know what I'm saying? That was cleaning off the seats. Like That's the credit. They one thing about them is they give everybody credit. If when when Avengers come out, a matter of fact, this is Fast and the Furious weekend. When y'all done watching Fast Seven tonight or tomorrow night, and that movie goes off, sit there and count how long them credits roll. That thing about five six minutes alone. I'm talking about our community. Whole community. 
That's, that's a community. Yeah, we talking. We talking thousand people, yo, to create oh, yeah. that one film. It was not the director. It was not the producer. It was not Vin Diesel, son. Like it was a whole community involved in that production, and everybody got their credit. Everybody got their piece. You know, but we're not, we don't do that. Well, I'm not gonna say we, but people are not doing that. They're not. You know, and and that's and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about consolidation tonight. We're talking about look, we do that, but now we're gonna take it to the next level, and we're gonna show people what we're made of. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's no reason why we should be associating with everybody else because we're not everybody else. You know, Zeus Zeus was not hanging around with certain people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Zeus was Zeus was up in Olympus, son. You know what I mean? And when he came Basically. down he might have turned to a hawk, you know, or something like that and peaked and like look at what the people was doing, but you know, he wasn't associating talking about, yeah, we the same, nah. That that wasn't going down. Look, a uh, young you know, brother called this, me today you know, from Baltimore. You know, he said that, uh, you know, he took some advice from one of our creative shows, you know what I'm saying? And he's been listening for years. The brother's been in contact with me for a few years, and he started a magazine. He started out small, you know, and now it's caught traction and it's taken off. And, you know, he called me to find out if he could get permission to, um, you know, uh, utilize the law of 44 and some of his narratives saying because he has uh affinity with that number as well. So, you know, this is, this is the, the, the inspiration and the stories are endless. And there's, there's hundreds out there that we don't even know about that we have yet to even meet or catch up with. And, um, you know, like this, this program family, it's about, celebrating that and it's about you know affording our own selves the opportunity to expand that level of inspiration where we can go from touching the thousands to touching millions let me tell you this y'all i had a conversation yesterday before we went on the air with wesley muhammad and the Allah team shout out to them i had a conversation with a nine-year-old brother named king nah you understand king nah is a nine-year-old inspirational speaker. And when I hear this brother, this young brother going in, like he's a, a he's a natural, he's self-born, you know what I'm saying? And he's a, his words are just so inspiring. You could tell that he's just one of those return souls, you know what I'm saying? And just the way that he's like a politician, that's how he speaks, you know what I'm saying? Like he's just campaigning like a young Malcolm or something. And, you know, this young brother was just talking about how inspired that he is from our work, you know what I'm saying, and just being able to look at our videos and and take the information and, you know, channel that information to when he goes and talks to the young people. Now he's talking to grown folk. They're about to fly him out to Africa this summer. His biggest fan base is in Israel. You know what I'm saying? He does not have... Yes, his dialogue is not monolithic, you know what I'm saying? It's just not designated towards uh, uh, what what people would quote-unquote say are 
his people. You know what I'm saying? He represents the future conversation, and that future conversation is inclusive. You know what I mean? And his conversation is one that addresses the wounds. It's healing. And if you come with a healing conversation, the whole world wants to hear from you at this particular time because nobody wants to, you know, indulge in the pain anymore. You feel me? The the, the corner has bent for the healing. People are looking for healing. So, you know, I'm going to bring the young brother on a program. He wants to talk to the masses because he's putting together a, um, a documentary where, you know, on our timeline, every 10 days we see a story about a 10-year-old is going to college and a 13-year-old is an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to get all them stories into one thing, you know what I'm saying, into one place. You know what I mean? He wants to package that dialogue, you know, he wants our help, you feel me? So these are the honors that we are being bestowed with, you know, to to to, to, to leave legacy, you know what I'm saying, long-lasting legacy with the youth, you know, to build that bridge, man, and to really be responsible. There's so many babies out there, you know, for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying, the fact that there are two million of our brothers behind behind the wall, you know what I'm saying, and even more on the ground. You know, there's a lot of children out there that don't have direction and don't have, you know, um, you know, males in their in their lives. You know what I'm saying? And we have an opportunity with our dialogue, man, to step up and be that guiding light. You know what I'm saying? We can't physically be there for everybody, but sometimes they just need to hear some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they need to hear you know, some rhetoric coming from black male masculinity that's uncompromising. You feel me? So hey, that's what we're talking about. Let me say that's a beautiful and inspiring story, and it, it made me want to speak speak to this, that there's been a meme, or I guess people are sharing this picture of the little boys. These are little boys, right? that got the little boy yeah. on his knees with the belt around his neck, beat up, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen grown-ass men share it, right? And I was That's like, weird. ooh, y'all gay. I was like, ooh, y'all gay. You heard? Because that is a homoerotic picture. You heard? That picture speaks of domination and dominating by way of abuse. And that's what the fake gangster culture is about of trying to stare a nigga down and dominate a nigga. That's post-slavery. You heard? It's post-slavery uh, behavior. Hmm. It's passive-aggressive. And according to the Western man's view on trying to dominate someone, that has eroticism interlaced in it. You heard? So now, young men that's in jail, that's babies, in the prison are being what you call they're not that's not the department of corrections it's just a high-end babysitter for at-risk youth that have committed crimes so now the majority of the hangings that happened to our people in this country were related to the criminal justice system these men were accused of crimes and and tried within a day or two days and hung the new way to kill your seeds is to put them in prison. But the biggest issue in prison, and I hear these niggas talk about that wouldn't happen to me 
if I was there. And I'm like, you bitch-ass nigga, shut up. You don't know what the fuck will happen to you. You think you're going to go to jail and niggas is reading Malcolm X books and being deep. You you got something coming to your ass. You heard? <laughs> Pun intended. You heard? So, so you talking all this shit. Listen, the biggest issue in prisons is double bunking. They got revolutionaries in the penitentiary, old Thomas, that have refused to be double bunked. They said, well, it's bad enough. You got me in jail. You're going to add insult to injury and put me in a cell with another person. That's disrespectful. In California, they put niggas, three, four niggas in a cell together. You heard? Ain't no telling mm-hmm. what they're doing all over the country. You heard? So by natural selection and just, a, just an animalistic, bestial nature of unattended humans, why would somebody take a picture and share it, showing it's the most disloyal thing you could do to blackness is to show and make a T-shirt of all of our misgivings and all this negative shit. Facebook ain't for that, you heard? And you make us look stupid. And the people, the initial person who posted it was a Caucasian male. So I'm like this, wow, this is fucking interesting that people are making fun of the abused there's no rhetoric to justify those little brothers' uh, existence. Nobody's there to talk, to talk to why life, life, what they, Wu-Tang said, life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Back in the bus, 40 of us, handcuffed. Back in the bus, 40 of us. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. You making fun of little kids that were abused and abandoned. When I was, when I was at Spofford, and I was at Spofford in 8990 with Chewy. Mm. Shout out to Chewy. Shout out to all of my, my man Crime mm. from Farragut. Everybody was there. Shot Shot from Harlem. All the niggas was there. Spofford was turned the fuck up. The through line between all of those young people is that they had emotional trauma issues pertaining to abandonment and that the streets became their parent. So they didn't have parents. I was in jail with kids who parents wasn't beat, didn't have Facebook accounts. These, these fucking kids was fucking turned up. These parents was crackheads, you heard? You know, there's famous stories about the kid who locked up in Spofford and he could see his mother out the window selling pussy, you heard? Poverty is abuse, bro. And when people make fun of poverty, you're not conscious in that instance. You're a tool for Caucasians. So I question people's loyalty. You heard? I'm not going to wear a T-shirt of your worst picture that you ever took about who you are. I'm taking in consideration your color and your social iconography and your cultural participation in the, the iconography of the Western man's unfolding. We are the most beaten, destroyed, insignificant people in the diaspora of blackness on the planet. You heard the African American. We look cute. We got nice sneakers on. We you know, we could we could put shea butter on and shit and everybody thinks we're supposed to be happy, but we don't have no reservations. We don't have no <clears throat> amenities bestowed upon us. You know, white folks is under the impression that we we have some type of uh like, it's easy for us. That's bullshit. Them crackers took my, my money from me, five digits, just because I was the only black person on that flight. And they felt like a nigga ain't supposed to have that type of money. 
You heard? The most disrespectful shit and without due process. So, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, boy, boy, <laughs> boy, we have to have a different dialogue because, you know, I'm not afraid of white folks. And I think we need to turn this shit up on these niggas a little bit more. I think we've been too nice in trying to cover friendship as opposed to covered bread. And one of the uh, young people called me the other day and said, you know what, I've been watching y'all for a minute, but I didn't want to join until I actually start seeing it look like y'all was doing better. You heard? You feel me? Mm. And, mm-hmm. I, 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 and I, I know that that was a testament for what we need to do next. You feel me? Real spit. Yeah, I mean, what do you... What, what is what is your um hello? Yeah, I'm here, King. What is your observation um towards the people that you know had something uh weird to say about you know the brother polite showing a substantial amount of money. Oh, that's my son. Open. That nigga, that's my son. That nigga flashed 40 bands on me. That nigga gave me uh, inspiration when he did that. Fuck out of here. These niggas is assholes. <laughs> I hate these niggas, these poor, bum-ass, dirty niggas. If 2 chains pulled out all that money or Jay-Z, they'd be dick-riding. You heard? But Polite, because Polite pulled out some bread. These niggas is mad. You know, every time Polite see me, he figure out a way to give me some bread. That's my son. Fuck these niggas. He could do anything he want. He's always right to me. Fuck, fuck that. Niggas get mad at son. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the Starvis Artist syndrome, man. For real. Why about when niggas got my son? And he's from Brooklyn. He could have he could have been worse than that. Polite could have been one of them evil Brownsville niggas. Oh, crazy. He's from Brownsville. Yeah. Yeah, niggas supposed to be happy for that. For real. Fuck out of here. For real. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nah, what I what I, I wanted to say something on that myself. I was I was talking to a brother about it a, a couple weeks ago. And I was letting them know that, you know, there hasn't been a time within the conscious community that I can remember that that consciousness and the information that came out of the consciousness, the conscious community um, equated to wealth. Like, I ain't never seen that. I ain't never seen no man. And this is no disrespect to any of the master teachers, but I ain't seen no master teacher or anybody coming up underneath the master teacher show any stack of money because it's all about building. It's all about building a nation, right? It's all about an institution, right? But we got to see it. Right. We got to see it. That's when everybody was talking about Creflo and they were, they were banging on him about that plane. I I, I say, he's my hero down here. I said, all he doing is a Kickstarter campaign. Don't hate on him because he's doing crowdfunding. All he's doing is tapping his crowd. Said, yeah. You cannot be mad at he him. He's tapping into his crowd. Tapping into his crowd. Why? That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. Why he know people the game? butting in somebody else's conversation and somebody? That's his I'm crowd. like, those people, that's his crowd. No, I, but no. Like, mind but no, your business. Tell you why. No, no, no. Let me tell you why. The same the same way how he just talked about it was a Caucasian that dropped that photo on Facebook 
who you think started the argument in the first place because if Creflo Dollar was successful enough to get to get his congregation to put up 300 so he can get a $65 million plan, what makes you think another damn church can't do the same shit? What makes you think all the churches can't do that shit? What makes you think a community or a couple fucking hoods can't do that? You know, and then you got a bunch of communities putting money in the pot, buying planes, buying buses, building goddamn buildings. That's a fucking problem, ain't it? So yeah, yeah okay. the minute that idea came up. Exactly. Yeah. And they and, and they put eighty seven million dollars on a pebble watch. They crowdfunded twenty racks for a bowl of oatmeal. They crowdfunded $77 million for a video game that somebody put up a Caucasian and he didn't even show them screenshots of the video game. It's the high, you can Google it, family. It's the highest funded video game in Kickstarter history. They didn't have no campaigns beefing about that. I don't hear nobody sharing those articles complaining about it. It's called crowdfunding. It's what all you niggas said that you wanted for years. You all are complaining about the lack of economics Look. and what we can't come and do and what we need to do, you were, it, it's here already. It's and that's, here already. And that's, what, and that's what polite and that's what polite did. He did his own yeah. crowdfunding. I think it needs to. Hold on. I think it needs to be said here once and for all. Wrote eighty-five books. The, the nigga polite wrote eighty-five books, and he worked harder than everybody else. He don't sleep. He don't get high. The nigga writes books and tell people what to do. Fuck out of here. That's my son. Yeah. That nigga's a man. Yeah, he, he need a flight. He need a plane. For real. For real. And then, yeah, and, then the same, look, and then the same niggas that complain about him won't give you a ride. You heard? They won't give you a ride, and they be uh, inboxing what the, these old, the, the, a bunch of, it'd be a bunch of miserable, miserable, single motherfuckers sitting up gossiping and talk about what we're doing, getting caught up in people's character instead of talk about their own money and about their own business, the shit in their house that plagued them. You heard? They would right. rather talk about us. Fuck them. You heard? Yeah, I think I think that it needs to be said that, you know, when, when you're dealing with our quote-unquote people, they only find unity in trauma and drama. When we're talking about success, when we're talking about actually ascending that ladder, then there's no unity in that. You know what I'm saying? They're only unified in trauma and drama, okay? That's the game, family. I was going to save it for an article, but I'm going to tell it to you tonight. Take a look around. Make your own assessments. That's what it is. The unity is only in trauma, trauma. Anything that deviates from that, is subject to attack. Yeah. You know, that's it. So that's it. I can't be a part of that circle. I can't be a part of that network. I can't be affiliated or even I can't lend my life energy force to a movement like that. I can't. And, 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 if, if, I, and I, if I fall flat on my face, if I, I'm just saying, who's to blame if you are victimized by belonging to something like that and you are constantly victimized and you fall on your face, you're the only person to blame at the end of the day is you. So we have to identify who we are, 
who our audience or our crowd is, the quality of that crowd, and we must, it is imperative at this point that we must separate ourselves or remove ourselves from the herd. Yo, when we was in Hollywood in the spring 2015, June, jumped out on the shit where the stars was on the ground, niggas was rushing that nigga polite. Like, son, you smart. You a legend. And Lux, brother. Lux is a star. We were in the club. The, the, they had holes. I Your mean, phone is working. waving. Watch this. Watch me fix it. Look. They there had, We in Hollywood. They had holes literally coming out the ceiling. Trapeze artists. Scantily clad. You hear her? Snoop Dogg playing the music. Buck, we in there bugging. I ain't got no tight bugging, right? Snoop Dogg seek that nigga polite, and all the crip niggas seek that nigga polite and went crazy. You hear me? <laughs> like, there you go. Oh, shit. That's when I was like, hold up. This is different. This ain't, this ain't, this is different, dude. This is not what niggas thought it was going to be. You heard? And it, it don't get worse. It just get better. You, you understand what I'm saying? You hear me? So we, 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 we custodians of something greater than what the people place limits on. And I think we've been trying to be too nice and acclimate ourselves to a group of people who don't participate in uplifting the monetary shit. And I feel bad because I'm not giving enough of my time. We're not giving enough of our time to the people who actually are meaningful. And the reason why they don't have the time is because time physically, metaphysically, quantumly is associated with space. On the Internet, that shit don't count. We need a location. We need several locations. We need to stop linking spaces from people and all this shit. We have the 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 the, 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 the circle of associates who enjoy and love what we do, and we need to pay attention to them. And that's the rhetoric that we need to offer them is that we are here to justify our existence, you know, and to also become uh, shareholders in the culture, a valuable one at that. You know, a lot of people don't know Nelson Rockefeller. Terrible, terrible governor. Rockefeller laws. Uh, he killed all the people in Attica for the Attica rights. He also was an avid collector of African art. You heard? So people, the most nefarious motherfuckers honor your shit, you know, because of its, its beauty and its power. Picasso said that African art is warfare. It is the African's form of engaging the the world at war. Her art is our cornerstone, you see? So uh, 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 we are now being venerated by the artists. They have that boy album, now that I'm listening to it, is a lecture, but it's a lecture to a certain demographic. I'm very happy. I'm not elevating or exalting anybody that hates hip-hop. If you hate uh, 
any kind of hip hop, you better hate the shit that's undermining the 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 monetary stream, but find a way to justify the other shit and wonder why it's occurring. You're dealing with post slavery. You're dealing with abused people. So isn't that a big mockery that the master would put your most embellished, embellish your most worst story and put it and exalt it just to keep you in a certain frame of mind? You understand? And it's interesting that God, the elder, I had the opportunity. This is some shit I've dreamed about all my life when I was a kid, to be around Lord Jamar and Grand Poobah and Sadat. Lord Jamal came to my house, him and Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Cooks and Track Formers, Travis, Esoteric Track, Cambada. Shout out to them. He told me, he said, you know what, G? The reason why kitty rap is winning is because the kid of civilization is the one putting all the money behind it. The white man is the baby of the world civilization. Of course he liked baby rap. Of course he liked right. get it back. Give me that. Give me money. Give me that. Give me that. You, who you think listen to that and buy that shit? You think it's us? Who you think is watching Empire? Real niggas? Real niggas. I know so many real niggas. They don't watch Empire. Or they women. It's I don't watch that shit. Pilgrims watch it. Who you think listening to all that shit? Mm. Uh, some of the money, the money, the money, the money, the Who's listening to that? I don't know what the fuck son is saying. Yeah. It's the fucking pilgrims. <laughs> baby talk. They the babies of civilization. So we we the curators and the rhetoric holders and the persuasive language ones have to be speaking. You you keep going anti. You the greatest of the universe. Where do God take time out to point out evil? He let evil expose itself and let you choose. God is everywhere. God is right. in the courthouse. He's in church. God is making salat today. He'll be in church tomorrow. He'll be resting tomorrow with the Jews, not doing no work. God is going to be on the radio Tuesday and every Friday. He's going to be in the crack house pumping. God is everywhere. The whole universe is here. The whole universe is here, and it's everybody. Now, yo, God got a lecture tomorrow, too. Check that out. Promote God that got a lecture tomorrow. God got a lecture tomorrow at eight seventy nine Ralph David Abernathy in Atlanta, Georgia. So all you AT aliens that's listening tonight and getting pumped up and y'all Talk understanding this this whole this whole breakdown <laughs> of rhetoric, y'all need to come out and support the God and the Goddess. You know, the grand matriarch. Yeah, man, it's time, man. Like, let me tell you. To sum it all up, man, what we're talking about with this rhetoric thing is love. Because there's no coincidence that we all ended up falling on the same path, this go round on this ball, and we got work to do. So really what we're telling everybody who listen is we love each other. We love each other so much that it's time that we start really respecting the art form that we got blessed with. And we're going to express right. it to you to the highest order. So if y'all want to see... Um, a piece of that. If you want to get blasted by that light beam, then y'all need to show up tomorrow at my lecture, at my mama's lecture. We're going to be going hard in the paint, and it's called Coming with the Light of Love because that's what it's all about. I love my mother. My mother loves me, 
And through that love, we'll be able to help other people love themselves. And that's what it's all about, loving yourself. You got to look in the mirror. You got to be able to look inside your eye and see that soul burning. If you can't do that, then you need to leave everything else the fuck alone because it ain't going to help. You know, you got to go ahead. You got to open up that lecture with that Kendrick, like K.A. Rashid said. Every Man. single track is Yo. a piece of a lecture. Yo, let me tell I you to, something. I had the, the same the impression. Butterfly. Yo, let me tell you. I was. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I w- I was going hard off Catalactica, you know, for the past month. I got the big crick, and That's Catalactica right. had me big like crit. zoned out. And yeah, then I got that Kendrick. Oh my God. Yo, it's. Did you, you know, that J Cole I, before that? No, no, I haven't. Because remember, next. It, that's it's next. a conversation. It's a stream. Yep. Yeah. Now they all it's they all talk. They all build. It ain't it ain't by no coincidence. Crits on where he's on cold talking about what he's talking about. Lamar talking about what he talking about. It's it's Can all I share a conversation. Before 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 the three top before the top three hip-hop artists, the ones that are sitting on the top for the young generation, that would be Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Drake, who Paul, who Blue Pill, prophetically, I mean, you got to pull that lecture up, Blue. You you hit it on the nose in 2010. You you, you prophesized who dude was going to be. Yeah. All, all three of them are conscious artists. They were they, without they, a doubt. Big brother, yeah. they they were all they were all little um little brother, Jay Dilla, um Outcast three thousand influenced by Kanye and some other people and they juxtaposed the styles and like A Rashi was saying, the brother who has influenced the sound Thundercat by way of yeah. Flying Lotus by way of Taz Arnold you, you understand what I'm saying. The, the, yeah. the degrees is so you know by way of Sarah, but that's all that that's all that's oh, all with them. Yes. Yeah, yes, I think yes, it's yes, yes. All front. That's all front row at the lecture. Listen, I'm talking about he brought he brought jazz back, man. He brought jazz back. Like we gotta we gotta and and I know I know you bring you talk about music you know so eloquently every time you know you 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 have a presentation to get people to really understand how important the tone and the word is. A lot of people really don't recognize where we were with jazz when it started fading out and it got you know we transitioned into other into the other genres of music. Come about jazz. Coltrane and Pharaoh Sanders and Mob Davis and all of them right at that turn, like they started spazzing. They started spazzing. They were straight channeling through all them instruments. Yes, and they, they were. were reflecting, they were yeah, they were reflecting the transformation. They were reflecting the increase, the download, where we were going, what we were becoming. And for for Kendrick to come along with the pimple, he told you, he was like, yo, it's the caterpillar's job to pimp that butterfly. It doesn't matter what rut you in, you got to hire self. Tap into it, use it, utilize it. Because if you don't, somebody else will, you know. So That's right. he brought that jazz back. He brought in Robert Glasper. Like, I'm sitting here listening to that. I'm like, is anybody listening to these beats? Are they, are they really following what this man is doing? I don't think they got it yet. You know what I mean? But but for those that are taking the time to get it, 
let me tell you something. You got you got a lot coming to you because it's brilliant. That's right. Indeed. That's right. So well, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and for the family. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, and for the family that's also listening, you know, if you're not in the A-Town, if you happen to be in the crib, you know, we bring it forth that Law 44 tomorrow, the theorem of everything. It's a webinar. You could go to law44.com and buy your ticket right now. It's $20.44. You know, this is our intellectual property, so it's going to be more after the webinar. So from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., you're going to get four hours of some, you know, uncut, unadulterated rhetoric, all right? You're going to get the story of the lifetime, the most relevant conversation of the now. Do not get left out. They got these rabbis in Israel running around crazy right now talking about the double falls and the blood moons and, you know, Obama and the Iranian deal. Everybody's setting up to take a notice, you know what I'm saying? So don't get left out of this conversation. You've been following it thus far for so long. You know, come and get it when it counts most under this blood moon tomorrow. It's going to last for four minutes and 44 seconds. Like, who does that? So whose rhetoric and whose story is that but the law of 44? I'll let you tell it. You know what I'm saying? And on a Saturday, you know, I'm going to drop a bomb on that, man. Because, uh, you know. And on that note, it wasn't for, hold on. If it wasn't for A.A. Rashid, you know, I wouldn't be on this road with these 44s. You know what I'm saying? That brother hit me to a, a, a diatribe, a conversation, you know, and I, 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 I dared myself to dig a look a little bit deeper because I wanted some, I wanted some reference material for my blueprint three twenty two segment. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and, I got to um, shout out. I got to shout out one of my elders, Saladin Bay. Saladin told me to keep looking to the numbers until it made me crazy. You heard? And it did. I used to sit up. Niggas used to be laughing at me. I have a whole notebook full of numbers, and I went, I ain't go to sleep all night. You heard in my fucking cell, to ponder in the nature of the universe and then creating my future. You know, with the numbers is very important. There are spaces in between numbers that are subjective and they are sounds. But the numbers can put you in a time machine. I put myself in a time machine. I won a long time ago. I won a long time ago. I remember my my homie, my big homie, Mobile, he had a life sentence. He get extremely busy. He almost killed the nigga in the mosque at Juma over that poker <laughs> bag. You heard? He's not a game. Every night, he used to be like, yo, you, you want to hold the, the, the whip? The whip is the walkman. You heard? He let me hold the whip, especially when he be high. He be fucking, he don't even want to <laughs> listen to music. Nigga send me the whip. I be listening to Stevie One. I used to listen to Stevie One, the Golden Lady, and the Best of Stevie every night. And I used to write. And I used to think about meeting Stevie Wonder. I used to be like, yo, I'm going to meet Stevie Wonder one day, and I'm going to tell him that this is my favorite song. And one day I'm doing a lecture 
at the Karash Unity Center in, in uh, Los Angeles. Shout out to Siddiqui Bakari and uh, Mary Raka, Brother Abid, everybody there. And a brother at the end of it wrote me a check and bought every piece of uh, material that I had and told me that he was going to take me to meet Stevie Wonder. So I was like, whatever, you know, cool. And he called me and told me to come to where I went was Wonderland Studios. And I met Stevie Wonder because of consciousness, because of being on his wave. And I met Stevie more than once after that. It's like we, we that's a, a family friend at this point. You understand? So I'm like this, and, I, and I'm sitting there. It brought me to tears, bro, where I'm actually seeing how powerful mind is when mind has something to dovetail on. A mind that does not have a proficiency in the area. All of my students, y'all playing. I know who's smart and who not. Y'all think I'm slipping. I'm not slipping. I'm out making my nuts hang so I can get a building to show you something. But I know who's who. And the ones who are powerful are the ones who know the alphabet. You can know all that shit about being deep and all of that, but you commissioned. You don't even know nothing about your scientific psychology associated to your your cultural iconography unless you learn Hebrew, because then you will understand where your sounds from ancient Kim are still enlarged in your English language. And then when you are around Iranian Jews and Muslims and all of these peoples with all of your sister and cousin languages, you know what they're talking about. You know when they're talking about you. You know when they're talking about money. You know when they're talking about whatever because you have the key phrases. So we live in a time machine. Our time machine is for the universe is here to benefit us. It's here to uplift us. Let me tell you something very interesting. Right when I came back to L.A., the day after I arrived to L.A., after my mom's passed away, I was sad and feeling like a fucking, just feeling down. And I walked mm-hmm. in the jungle to go get supplies. And then I see how the universe had came to tell me to be happy. And it came in the form of your mother. Your mother was walking down the street. And I said, look at this. I'm sitting here thinking about my mama fresh back in the L.A., like, what am I going to do? And here come y'all moms, your, your mother walking mm. down the street with the afro. I said, this ain't nothing but auntie. Look at this, mm. right? And she came and confirmed for me in, light, in, in her presence. And the first word she said, that mommy is still here. You understand? So mm-hmm. it's iconography. We believe in a different language, therefore we have a different psychology. There's no death in our experience. It's only life and abundance. Even when you're going through something, it's the it's the show that you built like that. So this is prepping you that you yeah, it's prepping you to in your jaw to compete exactly for real. Like Mister said, you know that. Hold on, yeah, you don't respect your jaw. You don't respect your joy. Mayweather got to go in that ring and carry out a 12-round bout before he gets his reward, his purse. When you go to the gym, if you want to get the muscles, if you want to look like Mr. with your biceps right, you got to go through that pain. You have to push that weight off of your chest. It's going to get heavier if you want to get stronger. That's what I'm saying. 
People are not psychologically being prepared. They're not going through the lodge. They're not being initiated. You don't even know what pain is. You don't even know what the you don't know what the other side of pain is. You ain't sit in the box when you went. You you haven't died on a cold concrete slab with a with a cell block with a door with a with a with a gate in front of you, kind of guards and angels and whatnot trying to get they trying to get them on the line. That makes it you is. stronger, family. If you if you don't fold at night, if you don't bend and break and put a skirt on and, and, and run and, and, and throw your homies under the bus and destroy their lives and you and you just, you know, you have faith in, 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 in the fact that you didn't do anything, you're on a journey and you made it through that and you come back on the other side free, fresh, with your mind right, the sky's the limit, bro. Sky's the limit. It's a, a trillion um, success stories of brothers and sisters who have gone through adversity. You smile in the face of adversity, okay? You smile in the face of adversity. You welcome adversity to test you because that's how man measure himself or herself. Mm. And as yes. a people, that's what we've been going through. So yeah. we just want to talk to our air likes. Right. And on on that note, the on that then, note, yeah. on that note, I'm gonna have yeah. to, I'm gonna have to go ahead and get to it. Help prepare Mama and I for tomorrow. That's right. I just okay. I just want to give give thanks and uh and just express my love to my family, to you AA, to you Blue, to you Red. Um, you know, y'all never see to amaze me and keep me inspired. So please, please continue. Please keep doing what you're doing. And I'm going to carry that light all the way through the night so I could be ready for tomorrow. That's right. Love Shout out to everybody. You know. Shout, Shout out, out to, to everybody that's, that's uh, associated that will attend and that's, uh, that's participating in that event. That's life giving. That's it. Man. That's beautiful. That's it. Beautiful. Love, love, right? Love, love, right? That's it. Love, 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 love and rhetoric. <laughs> that's it. That's right. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Yes, indeed, K. Peace. Yes, indeed, brother Rashid. Before we go further, I want. Hmm. Now go ahead. I wanted to act. I wanted to ask you about rhetoric from the standpoint of Aristotle and Plato. Can you? You know, can you build on the, the form of rhetoric that uh, those teachers were um, are historically accredited for? Well, they actually were reinterpreting what they had garnered from the commission model of communication. There's so many. All of my students in my uh, school are familiar with our literature. Those who are in the uh, the first installment. I give an essay from Jester, uh, which is, you know, I pay, you know, you pay Jester, you can become a part of the intellectual community who, you know, gains insight into the the written papers on subjects. And there's an entire essay on Egyptian rhetoric and the use of language. And the example that they uh, give is of the pauper, the poor man who speaks to the king. And in the narrative, this poor man is in a court battle for his freedom. However, he is giving the king instruction on his misconception of 
who he thinks he is, but he's doing it in such a way where it is not disrespectful. It's also mm. the first model for court, the debate of court. So in, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, I don't, I, I, I haven't had the opportunity to go to, to the, uh, to the to documents and to the, the schools of high letters to actually look at the documents and see the texture of Plato and Aristotle's writing. However, I do know that there was a tremendous onus behind the Arab world actually sitting there and writing their writings into Arabic. And there's also a misconception as to what Greek is composed of. Many people think that Greek, Greek comes from Eurocentric minds. If you are a topical reader of our community's golden era literature, all the literature of Ivan Van Sertima, the, uh, the historical documents and all of the edit, edit, edited uh, journals that they presented, uh, one of the highlighted personages, uh, Theophilo Benga, through linguistics, describes for us that Greeks in that period is a fiction. What we're actually reading are Coptic. When you when you see Greek, you see Coptic. So if I write um, the book uh, Hamlet by Shakespeare in graffiti letters, it doesn't take away what the text is. It can only be read by graffiti writers. So right, yeah. a, 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 the, the linguist. Uh, many, a lot of people don't know that 80% of the Greek myths are contemporary and new. They are offered solely for the purpose of creating a national spirit for the fictional country called Greece. It has nothing to do with a, na- a nation of people who had anything significant to offer. You are talking of Minoan and Etruscan people who sat in the steed and in the ruins of a far older sea merchant mariner people. So when you see the Eurocentric uh, view of rhetoric, we're looking at it from a collegiate level in the modern era and a fiction that they highlighted to deter everyone from looking at African genius and make us look at a set of documents which is simply this uh, uh, re-encoded. Who I don't even think some of these personages really even exist. You know, mm. because they're not even really that old. If you read the Punic Wars and you read about the history of Rome, it's John Michel Basquiat even said his a lot of his art comes from his reading of history, and he even said that Roman history is only five pages. You know. In the history of the wow. world, you know, Roman history is five pages. That was one of his little jokes in an interview, you know, but it's so real. And then when you read the Punic Wars, it's so contrived, you know, that they always make this Caesar, which is a universal name. It's not one person. It's whoever is in control. It's just all fake. You heard? So there, now this is the one thing, why, and the reason why I say this is because, is because I took a year to actually a year, maybe two, and a joint that had a real good library to read into Western philosophy from the ancient period all the way to the contemporaries. Look up Ken Wilbur. He's the illest 
of the modern, he would be the modern equivalent of Schopenhauer or Nietzsche or Aristotle or any of them in this present moment. His name is Ken Wilbur. And by irony of some sort, I had did a lecture in one of the people who made years ago, and one of the people who do the covers to the lectures and just sell them had put a Ken Wilbur picture on the front of my cover. And I thought that was like kind of ironic because so many people bought the lecture but don't even know who that white man is that they put on the cover of my shit, that he's the modern philosopher. And he's the one who fleshes out the fact that philosophy is just a – uh, an exercise of mind rooted in rhetoric to persuade whoever's participating in believing in the logistics of your uh, of your argument. And he uses philosophy to even say what I don't agree with, that astrology is not real. You heard? He says mm-hmm. that it's not really rooted in philosophy, but then when he uses his language to logistically undertake why he feels it doesn't exist, it's all rooted in persuasive language. It's something that caters to the philosophical undertaking, which is to digress away from the collective, you know, onus of what everybody else feels and then create a new wave of justification. So when you speak about Aristotle and Socrates, you must also speak about the rationalists and those of reason who occupy the Islamic mind. And this is how the Muslims were able to control all three of the religions based off of their the fact that uh, personages like Ibn Barun was the one of the ones who he was noted and called a noble among the people in his native Spain, but he's the one who composed the you know the Arabic works on Hebrew grammar and lexography. But he was deeply and the, the the schools of reason who studied what they were what was considered Aristotelian and Socrates' works, you know. Yes. So a lot of them, once they, the Arabs, or who we call, shout out to Wesley Muhammad, because he makes me feel silly calling light-skinned Assyrian-looking people Arabs, but they had a preoccupation with um, translation because they had the Timbuktu model. So yes. it's safe to say that that stuff is good to read, to, just to see where in the modern context that when the modern man context. goes, where he goes to find his justification for why he does stuff. But those are just for the school. The real shit that they tap into for justification is the Italian versions of Machiavelli, and they also use Nietzsche and Schopenhauer for their version of metaphysics to and the existentialists as well. The French philosophers create a lot of the justifications needed to create the world policies now. And in final, this is something, in final, I want to bring it to a close. The most important thing I want everyone to listen to is that the the FBI are logistically smart. They can they could come and take a sample of something and find out, you know, all type of things. But the central intelligence are the geniuses who indulge themselves in, in linguistics. They even have whole branches of, you know, Caucasian males who speak Farsi. And they all come out of Ivy League colleges. So they all study philosophy. So they have a yeah. philosophy running in their mind that your life is worthless. 
in respect to the greater good, that your life, if they kill you, it's nothing to kill one, five, six thousand just to save an idea that has yes. the mankind's good intact. That's true. Indeed. I, I did wanted to add on real quick what you were talking about, about the uh, the rationalists, that they call that, they, they um, speak of the war of the ancients, which are the uh, the rhetoricans and the uh, grammaricans and the moderns. Right. So just adding right. on to what you were saying. But thank you for that, though. I, I really appreciated that, you know. No question. But the the real dudes, you if you want to listen and you want to hear about Aristotle and Aristocracy and all that, the, the pilgrim shit, go to the Africans in the Renaissance who spoke about it and but shit, a book my mom's gave me. My mom's gave me a book called Three Jewish Philosophers, and it has Philo, uh, Sadia Gion, and Yehuda Halevi. And these were, you know, African, psych- psychologically, they were dominated by the African Renaissance in Spain. So mm-hmm. the, the words are highly coveted and used in legal parlance and all of that. So we live in a very mystical and philosophical world where we can actually make justifications for almost anything, you know? Mm, And, you know, once you understand that law is intact, but you can't break the law, the law will break you. You'll find gray areas to operate in as long as you don't affect uh, uh, innocence, you heard? So philosophically, when they go get a police force and get federal funding for a police force, how do you get federal funds for a police force? The police force has to operate under ecclesiastic uh, banner. So when you look at the emblems of the police or uh, any municipality, it has spirituality encoded in the, in the, in the, in the uh, images associated. So God mm. is the first arbiter. So they always venerating and, and protecting the interest of the dollar because they feel like God is encased in gold and gold is paper dollar is the value of the gold. You know? So uh, 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 how can you how can you even the um the Egyptians, the Commissions, they have a clause in a social dynamic that the wise are to respect those who accumulate material things, you hear? Because yes. it says something about their psychology. And I always tell people, you don't know humans until you're in a very violent situation where they are all located. And prison taught me something very valuable that, you could get, you could create missiles. You could turn a flunky and a junkie into a scud missile and a motherfucking martyr of the highest order with force. I've seen grown ass men all switch their dialogue when just one dude come to the jail. And it don't be no nigga that do a lot of talking. It be a nigga go get the knife and just go get the, the swinging it. You heard? So humans. Humans are guided by one force, and they seek to protect themselves from harm. You hear? Those who understand that manipulate that shit so well. So now we have people who will stand up and go and fight 
for a country for a few dollars, the same pay you might get at McDonald's based off an idea that is rooted in God. But first they have to traumatize them to run them through the military stream. Yeah, and now this is off the subject, but this is relevant to what's going to happen before 2016. If you're paying attention, somebody, they just put the work in at the NSA the other day. Two men in dresses and drove and drag. the gate. And got, now, look, they told us that the there was, was 44. Listen to this, but that's a military thing because the new cocktail mm-hmm. of inoculations is fucking with the military niggas' uh, gender. Yeah? The through line, even from Sniper, the dude that killed him, killed him. When a man dominates you or try to dominate you and kill you for frivolous emotional reasons, it's something centered, according to Ford and Young, that's something to do with eroticism. That's why in the military, they sink in their psychology through trauma, the synergy between the weapon and their phallus. You heard, you can watch Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket and it'll give Full you the metal, whole metal jacket. Yeah. yeah, it tells you how mm-hmm. to, you know, create these type of, you know, people. Now, Islam, that. right, now, Islam has become a victim of the Arab, excuse my term for calling them Arabs, but the Caucasian ones been damaged by their political agenda rooted in engaging Western man in battle. Now, the reason being is because their ideology and the way that they are translating in the psychodrama, their uh, role in the unfoldment of Western man's culture and them fighting him is coming through Eurocentric models. They are seeking in the same sense as he is to dominate as well. So they are wrong in that respect. You understand? So now mm-hmm. you see how religions operate in different psychologies based off of race. Islam, once it gets into black people minds or African mind, we extrapolate the most important part of it, which is the spiritual part. We extrapolate the magic from it and manipulate it. Yeah. Where others, they seek to utilize the political aspect of it. You understand? So as we get right. closer to 2016, they are creating this warrior who's going to put in some major work that's going to change the way the world is. And they're going to have... Uh, it's going to have be involved with that dress. It's going to be involved with Islam. It's going to be involved with a black person, and it's going to be involved with the military because they have to play an end game. You can't have niggas with with high end secrets walking around after post presidency. They have to do something significantly destructive to his character and or his person. You understand? Give me one second. Family three four seven six three seven two one three five. Call in. We got a few minutes left. Three four seven six three seven two one three five. Please continue. Now, I love the concept of a black president, but we are too intelligent, and we know language and law, and we know that the president is nothing but. a Dodian and a uh, someone just watching over 
a corporate entity. This corporate entity serves the interests of white male psychology in Britain. You understand? And the British are the masters of the cat's paw. They use another person's hand to do evil. They also opened the door and created the dialogue for this negative space or this vacuum of where choices is going down. Do you think that you had, if you had the internet in ancient Kim and the priesthood were the webmasters and they found out that you were talking shit about them, they would kill your ass. You heard? Any civilized society does not allow everyone to have a point of reference. You have to be built like that. You have to be feeding several people to have an opinion. Your opinion is invalid in a collective society. They have everyone thinking they have an opinion right now. And this is why it's much more of a struggle for us as opposed to white males. White men come outside, they're not challenged by anything but other white men. They women don't even challenge them. But we come outside, everybody want to kill us, call us monkeys in different languages, laugh at our shoes, our outfits. Look, we always look like we're running and playing games anyway. You know what I'm saying? So fuck it. You know, we everybody's joke and shit. The bitches don't respect niggas, you know. You know, they make fun of you if you uh if you if you seeking another whiz, just you know, if you're a lion in the fucking jungle, you know, they everybody wants you to be this denuded person. So I'm telling you, the blackness president thing is cool, but it's gonna be in synergy with twenty twelve and the darkness that comes from that galactic center. There are hydrogen atoms in the galactic center that are being magnified through the sun. And because of its magnification through the sun, what's going to happen is the darkness of the inner galaxy that takes 4.4 years to get to us, you heard, before 2016, they have to dovetail it with a ritual. And what better ritual than to take Tifaris, the beauty, the sun, the Leo, put it on a cross and kill it in front of you. You see? Mm-hmm. They did it to, they did it to, uh, it's a melech. It's the, I told people this in my first lecture. It's a hermetic principle called the killing of the king. This is, I've seen people, I've seen niggas do this in the joint to get the crowd. You never go at little low-level soldiers. You go up in the crowd and you cut the big homie. You, you you ride his ass, you stab him to fucking death and ride him to the gate all the way to the hospital. And then that makes the little Move nigga back. shift. Look, they turn. They all turn into your, they all turn into workers for you because men operate off of fear. You understand? Fear. Mm-hmm. For real. For real. And the women sit back and wait to see who wins because whoever wins is the one qualified to bring bread. You hear me? It's psychology. You know, nobody wants a fucking loser, and that's why we have so much trouble. That's why the species terminus. There's no, nobody shows the black man no love, so now he has to perform a terminus on himself. He's simultaneously, yep. collectively killing himself slowly. Himself. And everybody is, everybody is helping and assisting to it by lying to him, by not supporting his psychology, by not maintaining their head in relationships so the children can have fathers. 
you know, shout out to all of the young brothers who are at home with their wits and their family, and they are doing it. I applaud y'all. I want y'all to continue doing it and do whatever you can because those are the seeds that will be distinguished while they got the other little babies with these other fuck niggas that make fun of them. Nobody advocates for the babies. Nobody right going up. They're killing little kids in New York State in the in the baby jail that I was in. Mike Tyson was in. Homo was in. Supreme was in. You heard? They're killing them. Wow. They, 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 they 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 putting them in headlocks and all of that shit. You understand what I'm yep. saying? And killing them and nobody they doing that in Florida about. too. Florida, yeah. they killing the babies in the um in the jails, the police. Yeah, and these niggas are making fun of that culture because a lot of them is afraid of the little turnouts. You heard? When I get around the youth, they don't see me as food. I get off their plate. I don't. I'm trying <laughs> to shine on them. I ain't shining on them little niggas. You don't got a lot to kick it, my nigga. Yeah. What Kendrick said, you ain't got a lot. Yeah. You ain't got a lot. Be yourself. You Listen, ain't got a lot to kick it, my nigga. For real. Listen, when I go, when I when I just went on dates, when I just went over there, everybody mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, shit. When I go St. John's, when I go, no, when I go anywhere, Clinton Hill, Niggas don't know about this internet shit, this brother Rashid shit. Niggas still thinking about back in the day when niggas had King Bing. You heard? When niggas seen King that. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> the era. You feel me? Big so I, love the babies. I, I love the babies and I love the, the, the fact that they don't have to actually go through mad shit that we have to go through, but we have to package the game and give it to them so they can get it and feel like winners and not like losers. Like it's a it's a trial they got to go through to sit down and all. Let me go through this old fake-ass Shaolin Temple shit with these niggas and learn how to be a monk. Nah, this is your we, – we have to give it up. The rhetoric and the dialogues that we have – it means the most to the real niggas. Therefore, it means the most, period. If three young people who really put their hands on reality, not afraid of stuff, taking care of people in prison, taking care of babies, taking care of wizards, multiple families, they the ones Family. that gain the most, that's how we're going to last forever. It's not through the fuck niggas. And, they, and I don't care. Niggas could make a living colors five, six, seven. How many living colors these niggas gonna make and not put the guards on there? I I brought me we we in our collective conversations uplifted the community. I'm looking at the flyer right now from from that was generated. I was in prison, but this was because of the conversation me and you had. Brother Phil Valentine, topic, light code transmissions, telestic transmutations, a raw uncut lecture, grassroots productions. You heard 2001, before the towers came down. After that, and the, and the big homie was getting $10 at this joint. So we're talking about this. We uplifted the whole community. We created mm-hmm. this. We created it. We introduced the world to Umar. You heard? So, hey, this is the last year of that. The bum ass shit. I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. And all these old fake hoes talking about, oh, the conscious thing is bummed, the conscious thing is bummed. It's only single bitches have opinions. You understand? The women that have husbands is sitting there dutiful to their husband and they're thinking about feeding them kids. They don't got an opinion on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So all these hoes with these opinions, send a nigga some bread with your bum ass. You heard? 
fuck you a social networker, you a social worker. You on every social network but your own social worker. For real. For real. For real. If you knew the, if you knew better, you do better. Cause I know a lot of niggas that niggas do all types of shit. Niggas get strange and give you some change if you really bout that life. You heard? But shit, <laughs> they, they they playing. They playing, thinking niggas is begging. Nigga, I'm trying to put you in a book of history. You heard? <laughs> I'm trying to put you in a book of life. And I'm telling you. We gotta start making our existence mean more than what it do to these people. They manipulating us, dude. Fuck out of here. It's like the it's like the broad that come to you to talk to you, but she going fuck the retarded nigga, the reverie nigga. He get to go bust her ass all open, you know, but she just want to talk about the universe and shit with you. Get the fuck out of here. You know, you got me fucked up. Oh <laughs> man. Let me drink some water. Yeah, let's go to you. When I get dehydrated, I'll start getting ratchet. <laughs> Let me get some water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> My bad. Indeed. My indeed. bad. Let's go to Now, you good. We're going to go to the 301. We're going to set it off with the 301. Three zero one two five six caller from the three one no three one zero I'm bugging I'm dyslexic tonight three one zero two five six three one zero two five six caller peace 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 can you hear me what's the deal in other words peace Lord peace, peace uh, family peace a little off topic but I was wondering about that polite and Dr. Sabi uh, lecture that I was supposed to go down in L A. At the L Ray Theater, did it ever go down? Are they coming out? Oh yeah, Sonetta selling it on his on his channel. He got it up. I All believe right, he cool. won nine dollars for that. It was legendary. I heard. All right, cool. Cause I missed that. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, it, it was a good show. Good show. I listened maybe the last thirty minutes, but yeah, I was really calling in to check check on that. Good looking, good looking sound. Indeed. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yo, yo, you ever heard of Cambada? You ever heard of Cambada? Cambada's the truth. Cambada's a fucking legend. You ever heard of Aaron Cooks? Aaron Cooks is a legend too, B. A fucking legend. He about to get this bread. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Shit about to get weird. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Shout out to yeah, all of the young MCs out there who are utilizing this consciousness and this information, you know, being um, on the forefront of the renaissance, you know, uh, creating the new wave that me, Blue Pill, and A. Rashid experienced when we were young called the Native Movement, the Golden Era of Hip Hop. You know, all of these creative movements that that inspired us and taught us, those were our, those were our teachers, these young brothers right now, they got young Hey Rules in the crib, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, twelve, thirteen, and and they on that wave. They they listen to the lyrics, they reading the lyrics, they feeling the energy, they watching the videos, and, they, and it's doing something to them. So that's right. 
everybody that's putting in that work from Kendrick to J Electronica. I seen yeah, we, I seen videos of the little pilgrims doing the Kendrick dance. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they're doing the King Kuta dance. They're turning up they turning up to King Kuta. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, man. It's it's you know <laughs> the soundtrack available in these streets for what it is that we do, family. You know, um I just want the collective to be more active and be more supportive and be more um, hands-on with the artists. Your art, These are your artists, family. Like A. Rashi was talking about, that wave is here. And, you know, it, the title is already here. You know, don't don't wait to sign up for title. You know, the wave that they're talking about, that they're running with, that wave is his consciousness. Remember, he signed to Electronica, so he knows about the wave. So we are responsible for the success of our artists. We are responsible for the veneration of our artists. We are responsible for the economic, um, what you call it, for the economic upliftment of our artists. Because please believe the pilgrims will support. They will. They are going to be at the show, and they will be the ones, you know, throwing that bread. But you know, we want our family to be the ones to uh, get in board, get on board. You know, work with the family so you don't got to call nobody a sellout. So you don't got to you know, uh, demean them on the Internet and black Twitter start making memes about them. You know, you'll never have to go through that if you support your artists up front. Don't wait for them to get on MTV. You know what I'm saying? Make them hot now. Shout out to Cyrock, Soul Messiah, Nairobi, Selah, Star, Patu, Pata, Ra, Tahuti, Ghetto Shaman, Amun Ra, all of the uh, uh, black dot. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? A. Rashid, when he gets in his Kabbalah God mode, KT the Arch Degree with the Fog, Twin Pillars. Been set up like, yet. Goodbye. Hello? Yes. Yeah, it's line cut. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. That's why you need to stop the jibber jabbing. I'm just playing. <laughs> No, I know. So you want to see if I'm wondering if I could do the three way. I Let's see if I could bring him three-way. in. He, he must. I don't know if he charged his phone. I tried a three way just now. It went straight to um, voicemail. All right, voice we'll give it a minute. Man. Give it a minute. You could yeah. uh, open up a line or two in the meantime if there's hands up. Yeah, let me go to the six one four three zero one. Call it from the six one four. Peace, family. Hello. Call it from the six one four. Oh yeah. Oh, he's trying to come out with the next Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh, they, they hold on. They hit the button again. Let me see. Six one four three zero one. You there? Hello? Oh, you in the way? They calling from the mothership. They trying to get in. Let's go to the caller from the eight six zero two one two. Caller from the eight six zero. Hey. How you doing, Paul? How you doing? But A A A Yes, A Rashid's line drop. Oh, yeah, line drop, God. 
God damn, y'all can't breathe with him? <laughs> this is the brother from I New York. It's the brother. Well, I was going to ask him a question, but his line dropped. So, you know, I'll probably wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up on my hand yeah. now. For, yeah. Give me a few minutes. I'm going to attempt to reach to the reach out to the brother. Just, if, he, if it's a phone charge issue, I'm going to give him a few minutes to charge it. Then I'll call him on a three-way and see if we can pull him in. Okay. All right. Go to call from the 708 708-955 Caller from the 708 Peace Peace, call from the 708 Rock, who got his hand up? Rock, peace. Peace, Rock. You know, peace, so I can't stand, man. You know, he got cut off when O'Ronos hit the IC. Uncle Winky Dinkley, he is an Aquarius descendant. Now, ain't that some shit, though? But it was really good me is um, I wanted to build with him because, you know, but anyway, he's not here. Wait, wait till he comes back. KT still on the line? Nah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, there's this movie I saw today, man, called um, Last Night with Morgan Freeman, man, and he was like a, a Moorish overlord in Europe, man. It was like more than more than accurate. Like they getting ready to come out and and snitch on themselves <laughs> about how <laughs> the Moors, how the Moors were the real nobles and the real knights and the real kings and princes and the bloodline of Europe, you know. I was like, oh man, I know they ain't doing it like that, but that's exactly what it was, you know. This was recent. This is this is a recent movie. Yeah, I mean, it just came out this year. The year on the tournament was 2016. It's called Last Night with a K, K N I G H T. You know, last night. But anyway, did you get it from Netflix, Redbox, Extra Tournament? You know, Extra Tournament, and it's crystal clear, like Blu-ray, three three gigabytes. Please pass me. On yeah, uh, on FB, yeah, I need I got, that. I can hear yeah. yeah, yeah, I know you do. You go love it, man. I mean, just the fact that they are through visuals admitting it, not verbally. Okay. Yeah. They're not calling them. I mean, I only like uh, halfway through the movie, and I realize that the show is on, so I cut the movie. <laughs> but at any rate, I already see where they're going with the whole the Morris handed the Europeans the scepter of authority in Europe because it was Morgan Freeman handing the cat the sword. So that's all I'm right. gonna say. Yes, calling him the heir of his dynasty and shit. So, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. And y'all can watch it for real and come to your own conclusion as to what is graphically proportional than what you already see him, you know? And, be, and being that the topic is rhetoric, you know, in my humble opinion, I would say that until that rhetoric, and until that rhetoric is introduced into, you know, the psyche of the family or the, or the, the shit, the fallen nation for that matter, fallen humanity, these, this this is the rhetoric that needs to be infused through, you know, the cultural um, channels and avenues, huh? Networks, channels, avenues, mainstream, right. 
Oh yeah, yes, yes. Because remember, media, in their humble opinion, is everything. It's it's all things electronic. It's all things print. It's it's every angle. Okay, look, now, if you look at nature, bees, ants, bugs, birds, animals all communicate through a synthesis of signs, symbols, noises, clacks, and clucks. Okay, <laughs> and yes. and their survival depends upon it, and we are not separate from that simply because we're able to put it in an electronic means and weave a web around the entire planet doesn't separate us from the need to express ourselves through a, a, a mass network. You know, that's a, a that's another astrological dichotomy I have to run into, man, on signs of common affinity between Aquarius and Gemini. But the communication Gemini and the science of the computer, which is Aquarius, you know, killing it. Mm. You know, <laughs> killing it. You can't have one without the other, even when they, you, you, you delineate the two. Like, for example... You know, and, and those astrological minds, I'm going to break it down as, as far as I can for the common man. Uh, Aquarius, when you look and examine that, and in, in and of itself, you put Aquarius on the ascendant. That is the 11th sign of the traditional zodiac in the first place. So 11 slash 1 can be used to, numer- to look numerically describe that expression that is a priority for Aquarius, right? 11 slash 1, if we code it in mathematics. Well, when we look at Gemini, we put Gemini at the ascendant, and if we look in Gemini's 11th house, there goes, there, there goes the first sign, Aries. So that 11 slash 1 combination comes through those two signs in their personal expression, you know, and they initiate friendships. And that is what a network, which is Aquarius, is for, and what communication, which is Gemini, is designed to do. And both of those things act interactively. When people talk about opposites, you also have pure complement. And Aquarius is the purest complement of of Gemini and vice versa. The only two signs of the zodiac don't have, they, 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 they need no other sign for our personal expression is Aries and Libra. Those are the only two. And we find that this is also the place where tetrads most often occur throughout the ages. You know, and and so so we look back at that, which comes back to this ecliptic motion. You know, you you people need to really pay attention to how they inject themselves or express themselves in relationships on the social plane. Now, uh, uh, when you look at it economically, we're talking about initiating new projects that, enterprise, that, that, that are enterprises concerning contracts and, or, or, or legal partnerships and dependency and cooperation because that's what the access on a social level from every legal represents. Then we, you know, and, and and because on a social level, that's what it is. When you consider it commercially, you're talking about about the beginning of joint venture, which is Aries, because you're penetrating, you're spearheading, you're pioneering a new, fresh start, okay, and birthing something and bringing it into existence, which is all that Aries points to, which goes back to being ruled by Mars, which I didn't get to say at the beginning of the show, to uh, uh, on that 44 thing that resonates because uh, you know I've. I, Recently, through the course of the last six months, acquired like 18 students. All right, one of them, um, I mean, four of them are Aries, okay, the sun in Aries or Aries rising. Three of them have the sun in Aries, one of them is an Aries rising, right? All of them talk about Tuesdays, which is a Mars day, resonating, they've been seeing fours all over the place, you know? So I understand that the pills are both Aries rising, both of y'all. Okay, and y'all are only separated by 13 degrees in terms of mathematical distance in the chart. Both of y'all are in the sign of Aries, so the number four is going to resonate with you both. The fact that your twin doubles that four into the 44, now let me do this again. Both of y'all are Scorpios, 
which is also anciently ruled by Mars, which is four, and there's two of y'all, so there goes 44. Both of y'all, Aries rising, there's 44 twice. Don't even play. No, and... People that see nines, people that see nines are Sagittarius, and people that see twos are Gemini's, and each sign has this set of numbers for real. You know, Scorpios happen to be eight, so that double four is going to resonate with you again, and again, and again, and over and over. And Mars is the ruler of your chart. So the ruler of the chart right. also has a has a vibration that manifests as number as as well as uh, uh, human flesh in terms of the people that you enact with during the times that this energy is prominent and the things that go on in the neighborhood in your immediate environment. Like everybody here listening, I know you can call within the next seven days two red days, and they will be three and a half days apart. Look for those red days. Those are your Mars days. These are the days where if you're dreaming and you remember your dream, you're dreaming a Mars dream. So you're either fighting, struggling, rushing, hurrying, um, bleeding, whatever Mars represents. You know, you can Google that up on the Internet if you really want to know all of the attributes of Mars. You just say astrological attributes of Mars at Google, and you'll have more information than you can swallow in one day. All right? And, um, damn, I just wanted to say that, you know, at one time, Paul was like, yo, can you, yeah, I was finding things that, that, that resonated with me with regards to the philosophy that he put forth regarding the law of 44. And I, I started to notice it more myself. I'm a Scorpio too, ancient ruler Mars thing. That's my 10th house ruler. You know, Mars holds the tightest aspect in my chart, so all that resonates with me too, right? So I started showing Sharon with him what I was finding. And he was like, yo, you got to bring that to the show. But at the time, I didn't understand it's astrological implications, so I didn't want to throw it out there because I'm trying to keep it just strictly astrological. I'm trying to step on nobody's toe. I'm trying to tread water that I ain't swam before, stuff like that. So, but the more I see it manifesting and the more other people talk about it, to back up to Tuesdays, that's a Mars day, which resonates with Aries rising and Aries people the most. These are the days that they are most energetic. You notice when you see the number four, then the color red is not far away from that which is resonating with that number four and in the scenery and also the bustle, hustle and bustle and the key words that the planet represents and that the number resonates with comes out of the people's mouth in the crowd. But you have to take the time oh. to measure these events and watch and observe and see them happen. So now I can come forth and say, yeah, that, that has some resonance with it. And not only that, I see it in other places with other people of different signs. So, you know, you just got to keep on building on this structure like you're doing, and manifesting it and, and fortifying it. So the more, the more resonant, you know, this is how astrologers did it. We said, damn, every time we see this star here, this happens. Well, let's see if this happens next time of similar nature. So we did this year after year after year after year. After year. So now we know, oh, when this star is here, shit like this happens. <laughs> and, or now this star right. is about to be where it was, and we clocked it a hundred times, y'all. So basically, you know, you can get prepared for this to start to happen. At one time, this was how society flowed. So, you know, when the Romans came in and they, they wanted to dominate Mediterranean culture and erase the, the uh, African origins of all of the, of the schools that were floating around at commercially, you know, when they started to lock down that Middle Eastern road through Egypt, through, you know, all the way around the Greece into in the Roman shit, that whole route around, the land route, as well as the water itself. So they wanted to erase the Egyptian, African origins of thing, but when you go back, the whole Catholic structure, the Vatican is all after the Pharaonic hierarchy, and they've just excluded the woman, the queen mother, you know, they've just excluded that and replaced it with the black pope, and, you know, this kind of thing 
is like permanent, prominent. It should come to the fore now in this seven year structure that's been going on since like uh two thousand and eight. I mean pardon me, yeah, since since two thousand and pardon me, ten, two thousand and nine, when um Orano's and Aries. So that's a seven year right. phase, man, and point to the knowledge itself and the computerization of the military industry complex. And, you know, using drones and uh, security being tightened up in airports. AA talked about how they stepped to him in the airport. You know, he's going to see, they, they, we're going to see a lot of stuff tightened up around. You don't think Jim Crow laws is back into effect the way they start to, you know, manifest because of giving Obama that office. I believe that the children that they was murdering, that they're murdering out there are the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice that he had to pay to take office. You know, that's too much. It's too wild for some people, but that's what I actually think because when you look at his birth chart, you know, um, Mars and Pluto ran over the places where all these kids are getting killed when it comes to the formation, when it, when it comes to the fall in the Midwest. You did what I'm saying? And he was born with Mars and Pluto conjunct, which says blood, sacrifice, death, life and death, uh, which is Pluto, and sacrifice and blood, which is, which is Aries. So it's just interesting to me how even if it ain't true, astrologically, I can find something that points to what happens while he's in office still. You see what I'm saying? If you want to just take it to that degree, it points to something that that was uh, uh, prominent while he took that job, you know. But it's, it's, it's a little bit more than that. When them two planets conjuncted, and I thought it was going to be his assassination because, really, I did. I was dead-ass wrong, obviously, because Martin Luther King and Malcolm X both had that same formation and another sign altogether, of course. But I, And Obama has it angularly in the fourth place. So I thought that maybe somebody would be attempt on his life. But in the league, what happened when they conjuncted exactly was they lost the assault. They killed Osama bin Laden. Like, <laughs> so violent death, he still took part in the violent death, even though it wasn't his own. You know, I see that, too. Indeed. So with this blood moon, you know, this blood moon caused the justice into uh, uh, to fairness, the equilibrium that is supposed to be established, and the events, as, as tumultuous as they seem, are necessary to bring order back into the establishment, or at least the appearance of it, you know? And and we need to get on it with, and, and as a people with regards to the knowledge itself, because, you know, laws... That, that were initiated in the Reconstruction are coming up this year that might not get refreshed dealing with the uh, Aboriginal people in this country, in this territory, too, which is all Aries. Aries being the Aboriginal, the first, and Libra being government, having been an institute thereafter and forming that imbalance in the first place. So, you know, that whole thing. Is, is, the, is the dichotomy of what we're going to see. The, the effects of this eclipse, is, since it's so short, it's only going to be like two and a half to three years uh, of its effect, of the wave, of the residue, uh, of like when you drop a, a pebble in the pond, the ripple, and then the pond goes back to being calm after those ripples wave themselves out. They really don't disappear. They just become so subtle you can't detect them. Well, that's the same type of thing. You can see in the process in this, in this process of unfolding, attacks on police are going to be more uh, uh, prominent because people are really fed up, you know. And you know whether that is necessary action, rational action, uh, um, justifiable, uh, or righteous or rational, irrational, it doesn't make any difference. You see, nature's going to have to balance itself back out. And since it's gotten so far to the edge where police and security and people that commit aggressive acts are, are happening to get away with it, it's going to have, the universe is going to 
it's going to level itself out, man, no matter what you do. It always settles itself back out. You know, you set off a firecracker, right. that explosion creates a noise, that noise fizzles out. The explosion balances itself out, the smoke was away, and it's like the firecracker never happened. Well, this is the same thing. It just is a periodic, frequent thing that we're going to have, especially in the earth today, where nationality and nationalism and and and, and border drawing and, and countryisms are are the order of the day, which is which is uh, an Aquarius thing, you know. So you can grow to understand that for the next two thousand years, that's the direction we're gonna be going in. And it's not a matter of what um, one's preference is; they create a clone. That's gonna happen, you know. When by the time Pluto gets to be at the twenty-eighth degree of Aquarius, the artificial man will be a reality. Okay, and and that is uh, 2041. Whether it's going to be legal or illegal, I didn't even look in the chart into that much so far. But when we look at when the colonists first began in the eighth house of Aquarius, which is giving birth, the eighth house is giving birth to an artificial man through germination using genes, splicing genes, and this is how they got into that. We see Pluto now has progressed all the way around the Capricorn, and in 13 years it's being Aquarius. But we got to 2041 before we see it become a societal norm just as when Pluto came into Libra back in the 70s, the mid-70s, um, we didn't get to see the issue of uh, gay marriage and unorthodox marriage because at the same time that Pluto was there, Rollins was there for a minute in the early 70s, you understand, for seven years. So it became 30, 32 years, a generation later, a manifest reality. We can do it again for the World Trade Center bombing that happened. It, uh, uh, it is described by... The, uh, the marketplace or where all the merchants, uh, uh, which is Virgo, where they coalesce and uh, where they where they all have offices and, and do their business, right? And where they all have offices or headquarters or whatever, and this is Virgo, the, the merchant class. And then you have Pluto and Aranos conjunct in 1965 and then 1966 in the months of October and September. So those people born during that 32 years later, you know, just after that, 32, 33 years later, one generation when the sun catches up to the moon, they say, astrologically, right? Then we see those World Trade Centers fall. You see, on the end of the date. To the date, yo. And, you know, this is the type of stuff right here that when the skeptic speaks against the, the astrological measure. <laughs> you say, I feel like, man, you need to talk about what you know, man. You just opinionating what right. has no veracity. Yeah, veracity. We can see this. This this pattern everywhere, man. You know, the bull and bear markets are Jupiter and Saturn, and Jupiter and Saturn is big business, you know, and when you, any financial astrology will tell you that. And they've been using astrology in the financial markets on Wall Street, more than 78% of the investors swear by it. Get out of here. Now, that's where all the money is. So, you know, that, that, that's enough for me. But other people need scientific evidence. You drop something on your wall today, it was prolific, man. Um about the uh, uh, the people that live close to the North Pole talking about the pole shifting. You did? Yeah. I um, happened to be elaborating on the mathematical formula that we, we use in cosmophysics or astrology since, since the time of, uh, the Greeks got this information from, from, from the Egyptians. Period. So that we got some scientific evidence right now that supports it, you know, that supports us to death with that article, and I appreciate you dropping that. I'm talking to you, Blue. I'm just rambling, man. Stop me anytime, man. Yeah, well, you know. Connecting all of the dots, brother. You're writing a narrative. 
And this is the rhetoric of your story. You know what I'm saying? It's cosmophysics, yeah. brother. Yeah, it is. I understood the, uh, the 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 concept of bringing rhetoric in. You know, y'all keep doing it over and over again. You know, I was clocking the um, even though I got knocked off the page, or uh, the blog talk page. Uh, you, you know, we was clocking. I was clocking the uh, conversation and the key words being used. And, and again, for the third time, you know, since I first started making this measure uh, a part of the broadcast. You know, the words, the key words of the planet come up just as they conjunct the ascendant. You know, the, uh, um, if you go back into the uh, um, the, the text the, of the chat, you see right to where the moon comes at this point, you know, throughout the show. And sure enough, when each represent, representing planet came to a point that, uh, um, that was speculated upon already, the, the very words that that planet rings in the discipline and the nomenclature within the conversation of the broadcast again. You know, last time A.A. Rashid came on, Scorpio was rising. And this time that the show came on, Scorpio was rising. You know, when he said to me, when he said to everyone, I haven't been on the show for uh, for a while. You know, the last time I was on here, we da 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 da. He went off into whatever he thought and expressing that thought. So I clapped it and was like, oh, man, that's crazy. You know, when he did his birthday show, <laughs> Scorpio was rising. When and Jupiter came to the mid heaven when y'all brought him in both times tonight and that night. Let me let mm. me let me find out that you secretly coordinating and and setting a protocol for your show by the astrological measurement without me here. <laughs> <laughs> let me find out. You know. Yeah. Nah, it's 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 innate. It's in my chart, man. You can find it if you look close enough. Yeah, man. No, it, 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 whoever can't find it is because they Stevie and 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 Ray, and they ain't using Braille. It's just right there. <laughs> you know, it's right there. Y'all lost nose in Scorpio in the eighth, man. Your whole thing is to, is is to bring other people's ideas to the platform, and to numb yourself to it, man. You see, that's why that came so naturally. You know, even though it wasn't present at the very outset, it developed immediately. You know. <laughs> To be able to sit down and listen mm-hmm. to his vision, different philosophies and entertain them without being converted by a single one of them is a key mark or, or trademark of, of, of supreme intelligence, man. See? That's remarkable. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I find myself at times compelled to argue without any sense of, of composure when, it, when I disagree with it. But I see you brothers are able to maintain your composure, like, you know, and just be the speaker to which uh, the message is being spoken. You know that's crazy because uh, your North Node conjuncts your Sun with that regard, and um, it's almost y'all would have been able to transfer energy for people or at any degree, lawyers, negotiators, promoters, and you know dispersers of the knowledge. So it's amazing to me how things happen, you know, and how they're born, of uh, or, or, or how they're indicated by the energies that born them at the time of their inception. That is right there is what keeps me studying this science like um like there's a zillion dollars in it for me. <laughs> you know? Right? Like there's a zillion dollars at the end of the rainbow. Relentlessly. You know? That kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, those correspondences, man. You know, and if we touch back on we go back into showing how each noisemaker, let's say, history maker, or our leaders and examples are shown in that in that sixty year rhythm that is break broken, I mean that is a breakdown of the 
600-year cycle, you know, as we are not, our individual souls are not exempt from that reappearance, nor the souls of those men who make the mark in history for the betterment of mankind's nature and spiritual development, we also have the villains that come. So this is the whole dynamic that we find in the book of Revelation when they talk about the Christ and the Antichrist because every mm-hmm. year, every cycle has its best day, and on that best day is a person who is born with the best quality, you know, for whatever that day is set aside, you know, just like the, the day Michael Jordan was born. There, there were quite a few jumpers born on his day, but he was the one, he was the one that got, the, got into the public eye. He's the best one, or he's the best pick right. of the pick. Yeah, in terms of what the universe wanted to to express itself as or and through. But there are several people that can jump and can run. Same year as being born, the uh, 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 one of them track runners in Ethiopia. But running and jumping is the same thing. Astrologically, it's all Sagittarius and Jupiter. So you did what, <laughs> you did what I'm saying? So in basketball and all that, it requires exertion of the thighs, which is a, a Jupiterian thing. And the must, you know, in order to gain one strength, the blood has to be clean so that the liver it is express is an expression of Jupiterian resonance, and it shit just goes on and on, man. You know, I really, really wish that uh, uh, y'all have been able to get the um AA back in because he's so stimulating, man, and eloquent. I love to hear him talk, and um, uh, you know, he doesn't care when he says he don't care what people think. That that comes from a long time studying and realizing that the only people it's really hard to express what they think is usually in opposition to something, whether it's a righteous cause or an unrighteous cause. So to hold yourself against the opinions of others, you know, is a natural human growth process because we all get it from, from childhood when, you know, child children are the cruelest when they come to picking on you and stuff like expressing what they think about you and making fun of it. And then as you get older, you hone yourself. It's all a part of the tempering of the spirit, really. You know, so where we don't like it, it is necessary to bring us to a certain point of psychological and emotional strength, today, which is also what the moon points to. It's through all of our instinctual um, underlying uh, uh, nurturance memory from the crib type of thing, like they did a study on killers. And most psych- psychological, cold-blooded, brutal killers, they didn't have mothers in their life. They didn't have that nurturing right. in the crib. Yeah, they didn't have that flesh, that flesh-to-flesh nurturing in the crib. Like if the mother ain't around, the father's obligated to take his shirt off and lay the baby across his chest so he can get that human contact, man. You know, and the most people that are cold to other people didn't have that close human contact. And that is a cancer, fourth house, hereditary, upbringing, subconscious memory type of example that the moon points to in everyone's nature. And where this force brings you the most lessons regarding it is the place of the moon in your birth chart. But for this eclipse, it is the place of Aries and Libra. And by the way, uh, um, that eclipse, man, is happening at 14 degrees. So if you, by any chance, who no, no matter who you are, have a planet anywhere in the chart at any sign at 14 degrees, that that 14th degree by harmonic resonance, you know, by, by the way a, a, a rock makes the pond ripple, it ripples throughout the chart at the 14th degree of every sign. If you understand, you understand. Mm. It's like a table that has 12 jars on it, and I, I bump the table. That's the eclipse. Every one of them jars is going to vibrate, and the angle that I hit that table is supposedly here in this pictograph 
or this ideogram to 14th degree. So it's going to cause the water in every one of them glasses to ripple from that exact point in, and that is the same for every sign, you see? And if you have planets at 14 degrees in Gemini and in Aquarius or in Libra, then it will have a profound uh, appearance in terms of visual. You'll be able to see it with your naked eyes, the Aries-Libra thing. So you may be in the midst of a couple arguing or a debate or a basketball game where a call is fouled, where a call is made and it is not agreed upon by the crowd because that is the type of thing that would happen externally. Or you would yourself be submerged to an argument with your spouse or in a disagreement over over a prior agreement or promise being made because this is all what Aries the disagreement is with the with the contract or the or the promise that was made or the agreement that was reached with Libra, you see. And this can also happen physically through head injury because we got Uranus in 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 Aries and uh, electrical fires and it can show forth in will show forth. Uh, as a demonstration or a riot at some point in this year, <coughs> excuse me, not calling for that bad stuff, but this is what these things point to. And knowing that the spiritual level of humanity on most averages way, 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 way below level in this society, they don't work on your inner self. They don't teach you how to hone and compose yourself to deal with these universal energies that flow through you because they want you to be uh, susceptible to exploitation through their exposure, so your exposure to them, you know? If everybody knew right. that that solar energy actually it manifests as the heat in your body, did you know it is the kundalini? And thus, the kundalini made fun of, oh, you Hindu, you're going to go over there and, and, and pray on a magic carpet, you're going to stay over there and close your eyes and, 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 and dream about something, think about some some fire serpent crawling up your back when in all actuality this is refinement of the solar energy to the highest manifestation. You see, of mastery. Our meditation and stilling of the mind that goes into that process is the mastery of the mercurial frequency that vibes throughout this solar system because it is the very frequency that is the governor for our lungs, our breathing, and our mental development and personal expression and thought process. Therefore, when you engage in these activities, you are harnessing these planetary energies and forces simply with your mind because each one of them has a resonance physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, and then all kinds of ways in the world, economically, socially, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, uh, herbalistically, botany-wise, the flowers that grow according to the colors and the qualities of, of what they can be derived from, or what can be derived from them and used from them is all pointed to by astrological symbolism on every level, you know? Indeed. <laughs> you know, I'm just running there. Indeed, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you, you're going off. You're doing the thing. But I got to get back to preparing for this lecture because you got me stimulated. I'm like, God damn. You're going to have me digging in, creating 20 new slides yeah, before the night is out to express this don't shit. Sleep, don't sleep on the narrows, man, because that's a lunar cycle there, champ, that, 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 that involves NAROS. Just dig up a lot on that. Oh, You'll nah. See. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. attach that to the, the Saros file that I got. Yeah, I think exactly. tonight this Saros, this Saros cycle is 132, so it's a 33 Saros. I might tie it into my 143, my 44 Saros, and then I'm going to look in the Narrows and 
see what we can come up with as well. You, man. you need to stop, though, because I can I can remember when you first started this 44th day. Now you start me to dig in the actual cycles, and that 44, uh, 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 I got to. that 44, listen, but you got to know that 44th uh, Cerros that you're going to look at, I mean, that 44th Eclipse in the Cerros, you can look at the 44th Eclipse in every Cerros. In, in the 131st cells, in the 130th cells, and see why it is the class as the 44, because you know there's 72 eclipses in every cell. Right. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So yeah. That's I got something. some. I got some. I got some cycles from 1444 that I've seen. I had notes on before you even hit me to the April 1440, you know, cycle dealing with Aquarius. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I got homework to do. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be doing homework all the way up into the presentation. This is what's really crazy, right? The grand round, the grand round number, according to the Hindus, for the entire, you know, Vedic astrology, for the entire universe is the base number 432 or 4.32. Or four hundred and thirty-two thousand, or four billion three hundred and twenty million. Either way, it's all four-three-two base, right? And multiples mm-hmm. of that. Like for example, Jupiter, uh, the Sun goes around the zodiac twelve times before Jupiter goes around once. So that means that the Sun transits four thousand three hundred and twenty degrees while Jupiter transits, uh, um, while Jupiter transits three hundred and sixty degrees, and the ratio is one to four there. Okay. So that that one to four ratio is the expansion ratio, with, and Jupiter is this planet of expansion. It also rules the sign that opposes Gemini, which is breathing. You must in, you must intake and expand, and you must constrict and exhale. So the law and dynamic and that dichotomy between Gemini and Sagittarius is a prominent one too in our physical well-being. You know, this goes on like crazy. You know, we're gonna write these books, and you know. What people don't see is, like, I heard some people talking about astrology that excludes the uh, symbolism and significance and and, um, effect of the moon. I said it's impossible because you have to exclude a whole 30 degrees of the zodiac and ignore it when planets go through it because the moon is the expressor of the sign of cancer. So let's say Jupiter is in cancer, which means that this individual is going to be very benevolent and benefit, and benefit through activity in the home. Well, that manifests what kind of activity? Where the moon is. But if you cut the moon out, then you don't know exactly how the energy that is in cancer is going to be expressed. So, you know, that's impossible. It goes to show you how the, the necessity of the moon is to the function of life, even all the way down to it is the lunar gravity that draws the seed out of the soil and causes the seed to spread. Whereas the solar energy that feeds it by photosynthesis and gives the plant its food. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, if yeah. you take the moon away, how are you going to survive, Kent? You, you can't. All vegetation on the face of the planet Earth depends upon its gravitational pull and its electromagnetic charge. You see? That's right. <laughs> and, yeah, so, you know, with the, the eclipses are considered powerful because they leave their mark, they resonate. It doesn't mean that they bring events of, of such magnitude like you watching an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, the eclipse is going to be exactly at 12. You should be able to look outside and see everybody going berserk like you're watching the Kingman. No, it doesn't work like that. You know? <laughs> but what if you pay attention to those 
to those cycles that occur in your life. There, there are four, three to five eclipses every year, three to five, okay? And that's how it goes, three this year, four this year, back to three this year, five this year, uh, 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 very rarely is it six. So when they talk about the tetras, that's those that happen through the course of a year, and, you know, uh, um, and, and, and this happens in Libra and Aries because this will set the equivalent. This will set the equilibrium. So we can add a lot more onto it in terms of one lady, Surya Diva, or Divi, on, 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 uh, um, on, on Facebook. She said it represents beauty and the beast, and, you know, within yourself, and that's true, too, because Aries is aggression and Libra is diplomacy. So are you going to approach right. this situation? Yeah, so you learn lessons and impulsive expression with regard to the pursuit of your desire and how you have to go about right. doing that with consideration Aries. of others. This becomes a thing, yeah. Aries, Libra, Dicotomy. And beast mode about that action, boss. Even though he was Taurus, like I said, he got that Aries energy. He's that beast. Libra's the beauty. So, yeah. There's no other there's no other people with their hands up Lord. There might be, but you're gonna be the last call. Like I said, I gotta you got me going right back to the I gotta go create fifteen more slides now, man. So I'm compelled <laughs> to do my best. Look, let me hit you with something else. I mean you you can opt to use it or opt to implement it or not. But um you know, the the moon her path expands and constricts and her apogee moves around as well. It doesn't happen in the same degree all the time. It moves a few degrees every time she reaches apogee. And this causes the um the eclipses to happen in different signs. At, on, 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 at a serial level, you know? Like last year, it was all about Gemini and Sagittarius. And this year, it's all about Libra and Aries. You see what I'm saying? And next year, it'll be about something else. So until it comes back to Libra again, right? Well, the moon is in that in the cycle right now where it is the Tetrad and Libra, but it doesn't reach uh, uh, um, its height, the, or what we call the, the furthest away from the eclipse, it'll go out of bounds for nine years of its 18-year cycle. So for nine years of that cycle, it stays in bounds. And for nine years of that cycle, it goes out of bounds. And if we know, we look at astrological symbolism that the moon represents womanhood and how we regard women and how the women in your life, what kind of experience and impression you receive from them, whether you're a man or a woman, when we look at the moon in a person's chart. For nine years, it goes out of bounds. And people that are born with the moon out of bounds are more homely, more uh, attached to the family, more in tune with their feminine self, really. And thus, those, that generation that comes out of that nine-year cycle are those who honor women in their music and in their art, and it doesn't become a popular trend in society. And then uh, or when it switches again at the turn of the decade, nine years approximately later, you see uh, uh, a generation emerge that doesn't uphold chivalry, that doesn't look at the home as a central headquarters for growth and development. You see what I'm saying? And, and this ebb and flow goes, and because we're not aware of this, you see tendency and how it creates a psychological expression in the natural uh, growth and development of a human being. We, ignoring that, don't see it and uh, 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 nurture it in our children in the proper way, depending upon its indication, if that ain't too complicated. In other words, we don't look to see was this child born with the moon in that cycle to know that we should bolster his respect and regard for women so that by the time he becomes an adult, that trend won't be able to take take root. 
because at the grassroots level, he's already been conditioned against it. You understand what I'm going at? The astrological significance and significance of, of, of having this metaphysical discipline as a part of your life, regardless of how uh, or complicated it appears, it can be broken down into mathematical cycles that are observed and can be treated. You know, if you know that a person is subjected to, you know, he has a, a Mars Uranus square, it means that this person is susceptible to injury by uh, um, machines or by, um, how can you say, falling from heights or by um, electrocution. So you train this mm-hmm. child as a child, yo, stay away from these types of things. You dig what I'm saying? And this isn't for you right here. And understand that as you get older, these right. things right here are going to form challenges to you. And da 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 And I'm sure we don't, we don't give that to our kids. We don't have that anymore like that. So that's that's all I'm trying no, to No, we do. don't. That's why it's so important that, you know, you write this book. So, but the book you know, is going to be long. Put, the book is going to be long. I had like was, was really was really deep. It when um, Mars was in um, Aries. I mean, when Mars was in Pisces, perfectly opposing my Uranus, my my hard drive broke. I mean, I still have the hard drive, mm-hmm. but the the feminine part used for the USB cord, I had to find somebody to reweld that in. And and I have Uranus in the third place of literature, right? And I always lose my book, like when I get around to the eighth chapter, and you know something happens in my computer. But I still have it in there. I'm still writing my book, you know. But believe me, it's going to be called the Codex of Cosmic Physics. It's going to be more than 500 pages, you know. So it, it's a work that's going to be. It's a legacy and a work that might take 10 more years, you know. Really, <laughs> really, you know. I got people on 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 um on Wall Street now. Selling their astrological secret in a book that cost ten thousand dollars worth of bonds, and it's selling. Wow! And the and the people that are buying it aren't complaining that it doesn't work. Okay. Right. And he's selling his astro, he's selling his financial astrological formula basically for ten thousand dollars. If you want it, if not, well. And the people that are buying it are loyal to it. They're not divulging it either. You see what I'm saying? That's how you right. know it works. Yeah, because it's like, oh, shit, I'm making money off this. I'm not going to go just get I paid $10,000 yeah. for this. You know? Exactly. Yeah, but, I, you know, I have classes. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, he's fixing a level of value. <laughs> he's fixing <laughs> that value to his to his yeah, rhetoric. Man. man, man, please. And what's really deep is I know that the, the formula he used in work. So, you know, I just, like, in the last two years, been on my financial astrology tip. And it's gonna end about one more year. I'd be comfortable enough with it to start using it so that I can make some cash off of that market. You know, I don't feel so comfortable with it right now, like yet, because it's not a human being. Even though the same rules for reading the charts apply to the same rules right. as a human being. You got to understand, when I'm looking at Mars in the, in, the, in the stock market, in the Wall Street chart, I'm not looking at a person and their anger. or their. I'm looking at law enforcement, military industry complex, and their part in that industry is what I'm looking at. You see, and right. when you're looking at Jupiter in the yeah, when you're looking at Jupiter in the financial market, you're looking at trains, buses, automobile industry, um, you know, subways, airplanes, air, air the horses as well, horses and beasts are, are burdened. Do you understand what I'm what I'm saying? Cattle yeah. and uh, the meat industry and the leather industry because right. Jupiter deals with skin. So you're not looking at a person's jolly, you know, comedic side. You're looking at uh, 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 a different, uh, how can you say, subject altogether. 
So you have to see that each right. of, of those, the, the astrological components manifest itself according to the same rules. Saturn is security in your chart, like it's security in the World Stock Exchange, I mean, in the New York Stock Exchange chart. But it, there right. it's going to show a security department and its function and its challenges, where, where it's going to show you where you're being stable and mature, making decisions and planning and being secure but about Lord, how you Lord, your yeah. work. 